what's good people it's jay cactus and we're back again with the cactus convos this is episode two but it kind of feels like episode one because the first time it was more of a test run with my boy alistair nash so if you haven't checked that out then definitely listen to that one because we do go through some marketing gems in that one but for today i've got my guy dixon beats for anyone that doesn't know dixon beats is a sick producer he's been killing it on youtube for a while he's almost got his 50k subscribers so he's about to get half a plaque hopefully anyway well, what's good, Dixon? What are you saying, bro? You good, yeah? Yeah, I'm all good, man. Happy to be here, man. Yeah, it's good to have you on. I know we've been chatting for a minute on Instagram, sharing some ideas back and forth as well. So I thought it makes sense to jump on the podcast and then we can share the ideas with everyone so everyone can pick up some gems. Yeah, man. Down. Let's do it. Yeah. Just so everyone knows as well, there's a little bit of lag in the connection. So if you hear like a bit of a pause in between or if we're speaking over each other, then that's because of the lag. I'm still trying to figure this podcast thing out. The first one was, wasn't too great. This one's going to be better. The quality's a bit better, but hopefully by the next one, I can get that all sorted. But yeah, I think we might as well start right from the beginning, Dixon. Like, take me way back to a young Dixon and what made you get into music? Have you, did you play any instruments when you were young? Did you just have a passion for music? Like, how did it all start? Yeah, man. Like, many moons ago, um, I used to hang around with this, like, um, group in my area. That was, that was called um, the Ian R Twins. They're quite known in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, they actually run the Burms' Grime Instagram page now, if you know that. Um, yeah, I was hanging around with them, and um, they just influenced me to get into music. I, I went to a college called um, Access to Music, and um, um, Lady Leisha, have you heard of Lady Leisha? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was like um, in the year above me in there, so like seeing her and the Ian R Twins, and I was just making so sick music in Birmingham at that time, and I thought, yeah, I want a bit of that. And I just got into it. And I've not really been too much on like instruments. Like I can play like basic keyboard and this yeah. thing makes it a lot easier to play everything as well. But that's just how I got into it really. Like, um, and then as time went on, I just got more into it. Um, I joined some uh, group called FRB as well. I was in um, this group called Invasion in Birmingham. With, like, right. You know, you had, a, you had a JK. Yeah, yeah, of course. He was in it. So I was around them guys and it's just inspired me in it just to keep pushing and pushing in music. So that's how it started. No and then I got into the YouTube stuff later on. JK is huge as well right now, isn't he? Yeah, man. He's absolutely killing it, man. He's just, that's what I'm saying. Being around that energy and around them people and like depths, man, and that, it's like probably yeah. inspiring and it's like carry on going. And then I took a left really with this YouTube stuff because I thought it's more sustainable over time for a producer to do this kind of thing. But um, yeah. yeah, that's just how it's got these days, it. isn't it? But do you think, like, just talking about JK real quick, because I feel like not many people were well known in Birmingham, but when JK came out, it kind of put Birmingham on the map a little bit. I think the first time I, I properly listened to him, like I'd heard of him, but I wasn't really syncing it in properly. And then I was watching an episode of Power and then his tune Two Fake came on. I was like, right, he's made it onto Power. So I was like, let me check him out properly. And then, yeah, he's got some serious stuff, man. Yeah, like before him, like in Birmingham, it's kind of like its own scene. Like everyone knows who was the originators. Everyone knows who's on it now and who yeah. came first. Like before JK, like Socks was on it more um, with Lord of the Mics. And oh, he actually course, joined yeah. BBK as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The forgotten guy, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, he he was first. Before that was like Leisha. Uh, before yeah. that was like um just some underground dons um like invasion and like ian archwins like i mentioned as well and devil man as well the original grime head from birmingham oh of course he's devil man from birmingham i didn't even know yeah yeah 
Yeah, yeah. So just it goes back, it goes back quite a long time. But yeah, JK, like mainstream wise, he killed it. Yeah. Is Mike Skinner from Birmingham? I don't yeah, know if he, he was. Is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. Because he, he don't really have a Brummie accent, does he? I'm guessing. Did he move away for a while or something? I don't really know his yeah. full story. He moved, he moved to London quite early. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's from Birmingham originally. We, we, we'll take that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching his, he did a little documentary and he, he was interviewing JK and I think he was talking about being from Birmingham then. So that's how I found out. I didn't even know before that. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, when you're in Birmingham, you know who's from Birmingham and you like take ownership. Like, yeah, he's from here, you know. Like, I'm yeah. Ozzy Osbourne and that, you know, like them rackets from back in the day from yeah, Birmingham. Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> is it? That's crazy. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, people from Birmingham get a lot of hate as well with the accent, but I think it's grown on people now. Do you think I got a bad one? Nah, it's a <laughs> I mean, there's worse. There's worse. I can't say anything. I, I'm, I grew up in Huddersfield, man. I don't really have like a strong Yorkshire accent, but like people from, from Yorkshire get some stick with their accent as well, don't they? So I can't really say much. Bro, you sound like you're from Manny. Yeah, to be honest, like it's a bit of a weird one for me because I was actually born in Toronto, Canada. You would have never guessed, but I was born in Toronto, Canada. Then I moved to Huddersfield out of all places when I was like three or four. And then I moved to Manny like... Man, I've probably been here between eight and ten years. But because my parents weren't from Huddersfield originally, I didn't really I never really had the accent. I picked up a few things from like my friends, you know, just growing up, you kind of adapt to certain things, don't you? And you pick up the slang and everything. But I think because my parents don't have Yorkshire accents and I haven't been there like all my life, I never really like just picked up like a strong accent. So I've got like bits from from everywhere. Like sometimes people clock the Yorkshire in me and then sometimes people clock the money in me. No one ever clocks you the Canadian side. <laughs> Say that again. Have you heard of a Trey Mission from Canada? Trey Mission? He was on it rings a bell, but I can't picture it. Yeah, he was sick, bro. Sick um, Canadian grime artist, can you believe? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, mine. Because like, Toronto was popping for a, for a while in the music scene, obviously with Drake, and then like quite a few other artists came up, didn't they? So Toronto was like huge at one point for music. Famous drill artist, Drake. <laughs> Yo, this Drake loves the UK scene, doesn't he? And he's Bro, jumped he on a few drill tracks. Any scene that's popping, he loves culture. Yeah. Any culture, that's what they call him. Yeah, yeah. He knows what he's doing, though. It works for yeah, him. Yeah, it's clever, it's clever, it's clever. Yeah. I know that last drill tune that he put out, it was M1 on the beat, wasn't it? I'm not sure. Was that the one where he was speaking in Arabic? Isn't it? Um, I think so. There was one. On, it was the one with Heady One. Yeah, yeah, that's that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. it was M1 on the beat. He's kind of young, isn't he? That was like a huge move yeah, for him. Yeah, you know it's, it's mad, you know, like you see these like young YouTubers, like UK drill, and then you find out what they're like 17, 18, 16, them kind of ones. And I'm like, yo, like it's just mad how young and successful people can get now, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. How old are you right now? If you don't mind me asking. I am big man, you know. <laughs> well, you, you nah, passed, 30, passed the 30 mark. Oh, you're 30, yeah. 30 now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big I just man. hit 28. Yeah. I'm not far off yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you look young, bro. Do you think? It's because mm -hmm. I can't grow a beard. I keep I keep the beard trimmed. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, man. Like um, people are surprised when I say 30, they're like, oh, I thought he was like 23, 24, but I've been around for so long, bro. Like this YouTube thing is just new for me anymore. Instrumentals, if you go on any of my socials or anything, go back far enough, bro. It's like 10 years. 10 years, yeah. 
So is that how long you've been making music? Mm-hmm. Well, you said from school days, didn't you? So 10 music, yeah, that's yeah, how long like you've been doing go, it. If you go on my YouTube channel, you know, my main one that I use now, if you go to like um, when it was made, it was yeah. actually made um, 10 years ago. But All right. I keep going in different directions with my YouTube channel. So like yeah. it started as like a beat channel. So I gained like 7,000 subscribers through that. But yeah. because I keep changing directions with it, I keep losing people. Do you get me like? Oh, right. Okay. You kept on switching it up. Yeah. So because it's like um, a tutorial type of channel now, I've lost the people that just came to get beats. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. hard to keep it on. So yeah. yeah. It's, it's, did, you, did you have a separate channel, did you say, for beats? Or was it all on the same I channel? One, I made one recently, but the main channel now was the um, the beat channel. Like that's what I'm saying. Because I've got like 44,000 subscribers. Yeah. Like a big chunk yeah. of them was from the early days wanting instrumentals. Right. So they're not as active anymore. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, that's why yeah. like we, I've got 44,000 subscribers, but they're not, they're not really as active as 44,000 active subscribers. Do you know what I mean? Cause like 7,000 of them just want beats and I don't really right. post beats anymore. Do you know what I mean? We was talking about this before, you know, like when I post UK drill, some people just go there for UK drill. Some people just go there for future bass, things like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So when I thought about getting on YouTube, I was trying to just study the game and see what everyone was doing. And I, I didn't really know what to do at first. Like some of my beat channel, like if you go way back on my beat channel, because I, I got into the scene like back in school as well, but I started off as a rapper. So mm. I didn't produce that first. I made beats here and there and I was always around producers. So I saw how they did it and everyone was using FL. So I did use it and I produced some of my own beats back in the day, but I didn't really know what I was doing with it. Like I didn't really have any musical knowledge or anything. I was more focused on rapping. So on my beat channel, if you go way back, there's like music videos of me. And then I didn't post anything for years because I started working full time. And then it was only like maybe two years ago, I thought about getting back into it like seriously. So my, my beat channel is a bit of a mess as well because it's got some music videos on there and then just a couple beats here and there. And then I started posting consistently. And then I, was, I did actually post one tutorial on that beat channel. But then I thought it's kind of two different audiences, isn't it? Because when you're doing tutorials, you're targeting producers. And then if you're posting beats, you're targeting rappers. So I posted that one tutorial. I didn't realize that that for the longest time, you know, I didn't realize it Mm -hmm. because I thought, oh, this is my channel. Whoever subscribed to it will just want anything that I put out. So at one point I was putting out vlogs and then I was doing beats and then I was doing tutorials. I was thinking, yo, why I'm not getting as many views as I normally do on these certain ones. And yeah. I realize people only just come for certain things. And it, it's like people that you're subscribed to, you might see a title on one of their videos and you're going to click it more than you would another title. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the main thing. That's what I've learned from other people. Whenever I've had the chance to speak to anyone that's been real successful with YouTube, they've always said, like, just make sure you stick to one lane. Do you know what? It was actually, I was... Like I did that first tutorial and then I couldn't think I was like debating for so long whether to start a new one or not. I don't know why it, why it took me so long to decide, but then I saw BusyWorks Beats was on Instagram and obviously he's like a YouTube legend and he posted something like, um, I'm answering DMs for the next hour. So I sent him a message saying, you know, I've got a beat channel. I basically told him the situation. I've got a beat channel, but I wanted to start doing tutorials. I wanted his advice to see if I should start a new channel. And he was just like, you know, 100% start a new channel. So I was like, all right, if Busy says start a new channel, I'm starting a new channel. But he can take he can take full credit for your whole career now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hopefully well, he's watching. Him, Shout out Busy Works Beats. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. That's how you're killing it with your channel because you're like mostly focused on UK drill and it. So every like subscriber you get, you know it's gonna be UK drill orientated. 
So whatever you yeah. put out UK Joy, your whole audience is going to be like on that, isn't it? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that that's partly why like the success has been there. It's weird though. It's because like, I didn't really grow up. Obviously, drill hasn't been around for like that long. Well, I guess it has from like Chicago drill scene, but I don't actually listen to a lot of drill music. Like when I was spitting back in the day, I'm on boom bap. Like I grew up in the era of like Nas and, you know, like late 90s, early 2000s hip hop. So that was my kind of thing. Like I'd always spit on boom bap beats. I did some grime like back in the day, but drill was never usually my thing. But when I started getting into production, like again, like just a year or two ago, obviously drill was popping. So here and there, like I'd try drill beats. And then whenever I did a drill beat, they got the most response. And then when I did like a drill tutorial, that got a lot of like response as well, a lot of views. So I thought, you know what, like I might as well stick with what's working and what's popping right now. So it's a weird yeah, one. Man, I don't like, listen to a lot of drill music. But it's like jumping yeah, on a trend and then like falling in love with the trend, and it, do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's 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 a fun one to produce. Like obviously boom bap's all right, but obviously you use samples a lot of the time, so you can run into problems with that. But I feel like drill is is almost like a geeky producers kind of vibe because you can do so many things with the production like all the 808 slides and you can get real technical with it can't you so i think it's like a i don't know it's a fun fun beat to make you can get real crazy with it what's next though man what's me, the next genre or, or the next genre mm -hmm. i don't know i still i still see drill evolving quite a bit you know like when how hip-hop's evolved so much and like it started off with like just sample boom bap beats and then it can just go down so many different paths, can't it? Like you can get like rock hip hop, that you can get like trancey hip hop. Like it, there's so many different subgenres. I feel like drill still has the opportunity to have all of them like subgenres of drill, if you know what I mean. Because even now it's yeah. evolved quite a bit in the UK. Like it was all it was always them eerie piano beats that always sounded the same. But now you have like all the orchestral beats. Like I love making them orchestral beats, like them Chris Rich kind of vibes. So I don't know. I feel like drill yeah, still evolve. Mm. I was I've seen it evolve already. Like from like you said, some like creepy like piano type of um chords and that. Now yeah. you can get like like real yeah. deep like um emotional type beats, but it's got like drill drums over it as well, so you can tell like a story rather than it's just yeah. like drill, drill, drill. Do you know what I mean? It's like there's a storyline behind it. There's like yeah. different little pockets of drill at the moment. What I've heard. Yeah. So that's how I think it's gonna evolve in the, in the UK at least over the next few years. I think, have you heard that Nux tune, Home? No, I don't think so. Because when you were saying like, it's like more of like a mellow drill beat, but people can tell a story. If you listen to that Nux track, Home, that's like the perfect example of it. And that's the stuff I love because a lot of drill music is just about who's shanking who and, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's yeah, just like yeah. the, the same stuff all the time. But I'm from the era of like lyrical content. So I want to hear some lyrical content. I want to hear a story or just bars or... I don't want to hear the same you heard stuff. Of, um, Dan Strapsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he does UK drill now, and have he recently dropped um, a tune which is quite like a story type tune, and that's kind of like drilly as well. Oh yeah. So that's where I kind of got it from. Yeah, it's kind of like deep pads and that, but then you got that UK drill like skippy kind of beat as well. But he's telling yeah. the story. Yeah. I need to check that then. Yeah, that that's my kind of vibe. Like if I'm gonna listen to drill, then I wanna I wanna hear some content at least. Mm. Unless it's I'm evolved. in the gym. <laughs> it's, uh, it's evolved already like lyrical wise because I might remember people used to just repeat things that were catchy now people yeah. are actually starting to say things like that will make you think about like maybe a storyline or maybe it's just better lyrical I think it's because 
maybe like grime artists or from other genres are jumping on and giving their aspect of like their take on drill. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, in fact. Mm. And then you get everyone jumping on drill these days. Like even even Drake. Like who would have expected Drake to jump on a drill beat? But like anyone can do right, it now. It's popular. Drake's on it, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's trust me. But um, how about your placements as well, in fact? Because I was having a look at your credits on Instagram. I know you you did some work with Elro. I remember Elro was popping a few years ago. Yeah, man. Didn't he go um, viral at re- some point? That, that, that was quite recent. Yeah, he went viral with SBTV when SBTV first went off. Yeah, and yeah. And he was just like, he was in it with everyone. He was chilling with Ed Sheeran. He was just like, he was just up there. And it, like, he was doing like these spoofy kind of freestyles that were just funny, wasn't too serious. And then... It was weird, yeah. Like, I think it might have been like a year ago now. I get his DM. Like, I wasn't following him on the I didn't even know he existed still, to be honest. Yeah. I get his DM from him, and I'm like, what? What? What is this? And he's just like, yeah, I like this grime beat called Judas that I made. And um, he's like, can I use it? I'm like, I thought, Auro, <laughs> grime. I didn't, put, I didn't know what was going to happen, to be honest. I said, he was Auro. I said, yeah, just do whatever you want with it yeah and he did a freestyle on, on it for jdc media and it sounded fire and then i've just been following him ever since now i've been going back and forth and maybe a few collaborations hopefully but yeah man that judas beat is crazy as well have you ever heard um the tansky freestyle part three on jdc media i might have you know it's one of them ones where if it came but, on i'd know it but i can't imagine it yeah, right now basically yeah i think it might even be the like the, the the most viewed video on JDZ Media. It's got like, yeah. I think it's like seven or eight million plays. He sure. used that My Beat uh, Judas on there and it just went off, bro. Like, oh, Is that your beat with like seven crazy. million views? Yeah, 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 yeah. Seven, eight million views, bro. Mad, yeah. But um, yeah, that's the beat that he asked for. And yeah, he, that's how I got that credit basically. And um, Lady Ice as well. Do you know her? You must know her, ain't Manny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lady Ice. Yeah, yeah, she she she's one of my credits in my bio as well, I think. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I clutched she, that one and then Flirt D as well. She was asking for a beat because I I had um, gave Manga from what's he Roll Deep, um, I gave him a beat for his Red Bull freestyle, and then right. she must have seen that and then she's DM she dimmed me asking me for a beat for her Red Bull freestyle. No way. At this point, I'm. I want, I want commissions from Red Bull, but you know, still no free energy drinks on that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I gave her some, I gave her that and it's quite fire as well. Man. I'm quite, quite lucky because, you know, with these tutorials and that, they take up a lot of time. So I don't, even, yeah. I don't make beats as much as I used to anymore, unless I actually make the beat in the tutorial and then right. put that out after. But um, yeah, luckily they just heard a couple of throwaways and then the rest was history, really. Man, that's crazy. So most of it came from YouTube. Are you finding it anyway? You're making beats. Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, Basic. How are you finding making beats and doing tutorials? Are you still making like beats on the side as well? Because not a lot of time in the day. Yeah. Yeah, I I still am. It's harder though, because like you said, the videos take up a a long time, man. Like obviously, I'll cook up a beat like during a video. but I feel like I make better beats when I'm not filming because, you know, when you've got a camera in your face and there's like a bit of pressure on because you don't want it to be too long. You, you think I'm always thinking like, oh, if I keep making this beat, like I'm going to have to go through all this footage. And yeah, yeah I, I do still make beats like on the side. I try to upload to YouTube, like my beat channel every other day. So that's my schedule right now. I'll upload a beat every other day. And then I'm only doing two tutorials a week right now. I do Tuesdays and Thursdays. 
So I, I might at some point step it up, but like it's it's working for now. So I don't see the reason to. Because I think but when you do, if you do like too many videos, you kind of don't give the other ones a chance to get the views that they need. If you know what I mean. On the flip side of that, though, if I think if I make a beat and I'm not recording, and I think, wow, that could have done for quite a good video, in it. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah, that has happened a lot. In fact, because you obviously want your best beats to be in the tutorials, because that's what's going to get the views, isn't it? When you make a banger. Yeah. So it's like yeah. setting a good example as well, like what can be done. Because if you're like, if you're saying, oh, this is the way you should do this, or this way you should do this, and it doesn't sound great, people are like, well, why would they do that? And if it doesn't sound great in your production? Yeah, that's true. Are you one of them guys that will cook up a beat in like 10 minutes, or do you spend like a, a long time on them, perfecting everything? It depends what genre. Like, I just bounce from genre to genre. Maybe that's my like flow, really, you know, with my channel, because I just bounce yeah. around so much from topic to different topics so i don't really have many core viewers yeah but like if i'm making like a future bass type tune that takes a long time for me because it's not it's not natural for me because when i first started producing i started producing grime very basic um strings and maybe a bass and some drums and that was it right so then over time when i've got into future bass and edm and maybe dubstep it's a bit more technical for me like layering chords and side chaining and all that stuff that takes hours for me but if I was making like a, a drill tune or a grime tune, I knock them out quite quickly. Yeah, it's yeah. Just for like a video, but if I'm if I'm like mastering it and stuff, I like to take time like EQing and panning certain things. You know, if you're gonna pull it online. Right. Yeah. How yeah. about yourself? Um, I still take a while. You know, like there has been times where I've cooked up a beat like real quick, but I'm kind of fussy when it comes to sound selection. Like I don't like using the same sounds all the time. So, like. I spend a lot, I probably spend too much time like actually flicking through like so many different packs. So that's why I started getting into sound design because I wanted to just design my own sounds to use the sounds that I liked using. But yeah, sometimes I can cook up a beat quick, but sometimes I'll spend hours on it just because I'm I'm kind of fussy with it. Like I might make a melody and then I'm not really happy with it and I wouldn't want to put it out. So then I'll scrap it and start again. So yeah, I'm yeah, trying to get I'm to that point. I'm like an orchestral horror, like... <laughs> I just use it for everything, you know, especially in drill. Drill, just yeah. I can't push one out without yeah. there being some kind of orchestral element in there. Yeah. It just sounds good to me, man. I just don't know what it is. No, I'm the same. Like you'll hear in a, in a lot of my beats, I'm always using like choirs. It's always the same. I'm, I like using choirs and strings, obviously pianos. Do you do you kind of study how like orchestras work and everything? Like, did you just have like a natural ear for it, or do you do you? look deep into it and like study proper orchestras and see how everything's laid out and like how to build the, the right melodies for it. Well, it is. I love, I fell in love with like um, film score, mm. you know, like, um, you know, them, like them epic ones, like Interstellar and um, Inception and them epic, like Hans, Hans Zimmer, his name is like Hans Zimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I fell in love with that and then, then brasses and then I felt like I could implement that kind of into like whatever I do with like grime or drill. Try and make right. it like an epic like story, like a build up and then boom. Especially with the brasses, whenever they hit, it's kind of like it's a movie on its own and it depending on whatever genre you pull it in. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had a guy, the there's a guy, there's a guy called 301 Circular, I think. I don't know where he's from. I think Yeah, he he's, from, from, he's from Hoods. He's from Huddersfield. Is he? Yeah, 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 bro. He goes hard with the brass, like on every tune, but it sounds sick. It's like punchy every single time. Yeah, Skippy. yeah. Sick I know, I know which guy you mean. Yeah, he posts like every day on on Instagram, doesn't he? Like them yeah, little yeah. beat videos. These videos, but... these, these his videos, yeah. Boom. Headphones on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Thick that's what thick. that's what I started doing as well when I was trying mm. to. It was like maybe like two years ago when I started getting into production again. I didn't really know like what to do with it. I knew we were in the age of like digital media and social media where we like had to post content, but I didn't really know what content to post. So I was trying bits of everything. I think everyone has to at the start. So that's how I started on Instagram, just doing them them videos where you'd already made the beat and you kind of like replaying it almost like you would like a music video. Like it's not live, but you're just playing like the keys and stuff over it. And they look like if you went on my Instagram and look back, they they look shit. I've deleted most of them right now, but you have to start somewhere. As a producer, we've had to evolve, and because we we was always like the silent partner in the tracks, yeah. like yeah. not seeing not nothing. Maybe we would pop up in the music video if we was lucky, but now like we're like the spotlight's on us as much, and it we've got our own platforms. You know, what I mean, we've got our own channels. People know us us as a focal, mm. and we're even in the titles of most tunes now when we didn't even used to be. We didn't used yeah, to get yeah. credited, but now people know producers' faces now. Do you know what I mean? Where before they just didn't used to know any of it, so. With like social media the way it is now, you need to act like the main artist. Like you need to put your own videos out. You need to be showcasing yourself with your beats. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We have to act basically as an artist, like you just said, don't we? We have to have our name everywhere, our face everywhere. Can't be behind the scenes anymore. I feel like that's where a lot of old producers slip up because a lot of the people that I've been producing for years, they they don't realize it now and they think what it's still in the like they're still stuck in the old ways if you know what i mean like they don't really want to get the face on camera they just want to do everything behind the scenes but shit's changed now man shit's changed it, is, it might be a, it might be a confidence thing because you know a lot of producers including myself was just like we're just like in ourselves just want to do our music and then pass yeah. it in and hopefully it works you know, some people are like antisocial they just don't really want to connect with people and i was like that myself like if you go fair enough far enough back in my youtube videos i was just like this like cripplingly shy guy <laughs> and the camera's like don't look at me. Just listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, but now most, most producers say the same. Like I, I was the same. I, I don't like being on camera. I'm, I'm shy. Like anyone that, obviously, around like my boys and stuff, I'm fine. But you know, like in like social situations, sometimes I'm a bit quiet or whatever. So I, th- I think we're all the same, man. We're introverts, aren't we? We like, like you said, we like yeah, to just cool. sit behind our computer making beats. So it's tough. It but- helps with opportunities, though. Like because if people know your face already and they've heard your voice on videos, you're more approachable, I think, rather than some dark, mysterious producer that no one knows about. People already yeah. put confidence in you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you're more relatable as well. Like, once people see you yeah. in your natural habitat, if you know what I mean, like, just, just speaking normally, then people can relate to it. And Because when, when you just see, like, these clips of people on YouTube or whatever, and it's like, they've cut out all the stuff, they've filtered everything out, like, you don't really get, like, a real sense of who that person is, but once you have some, like, longer form of content, like, when we do tutorials and everything, it kind of, yeah. I don't know, you give your perso- personality away a bit more, don't you? Yeah, definitely. People feel like they know you already, so they know how to approach you kind of thing. So, yeah. like, they know what your banter's like, don't know what your personality's like, don't know how to speak to you rather than just, it's kind of, like, cold calling otherwise. They're just trying to hopefully relate to you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Why do you think it changed so much? Like, why do you think it came from producers being behind the scenes to having to get in front of cameras? Do you think it was because we weren't getting the credits that we deserved? Like, no one was, like, mentioning those in titles. Like, people were just sick of being behind the scenes. Or do you think it's just because social media is so popular so everyone just jumped on it? I think that, yeah, we weren't getting enough credit. And even if we was getting credit, no one knew who we was anyway. So it didn't make yeah. any difference. Yeah. And then... It's just you, the whole YouTube culture. Maybe it's like an ego thing as well. We're thinking, well, they're getting all the limelight. How about we get our slice of the pie as well? And there's money in it as well. Let's not like shy away from it. You yeah, know what I mean? It's just like a side hustle. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, we can sell beats, that's fine. But if we can get ourselves in front of a camera, and we're going to make beats anyway, so why not just record it, throw it out there, monetize it, get different streams of income in, as well as getting paid from these um, artists as well, these rappers. Yeah. And then, yeah, and yeah. I think it's the age where you just have to, you have to be confident, you have to be bold, otherwise you're just going to lose the race, in my opinion, unless, you, unless you're like epic at making beats and, you know, that and you just pave away that way but to me that's like an old-fashioned way of doing it yeah definitely yeah i agree it's like as well like hard work beats talent sometimes like i'm not the best producer in the world but because i like spend so much time working on videos and like putting myself out there like you start you start to see the growth don't you so i think hard work does beat talent sometimes it's yeah, crazy definitely, bro i am far from the best producer out there like i just i know what tools I know what shortcuts I can take to make it sound a certain way. I got yeah. this thing here, which helps me make chords and that now. So I'm, I'm nice. How does that work, by but, the way? I've never yeah. used one of them. Like, how like, does it make good, chords you know, for you? You just make triangles, you know, like, I don't know if you can see, but oh yeah, yeah. like little triangles, little triangles. And that's a chord, that's a chord, that's a chord. And these are like, I can play the piano better on here than I've ever been able to play it on there. Really? It's just fire, bro. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is but, it, a um, launch pad? Is that what it's called? It's it's called um, the Ableton Push on it, so it's just like oh, right. Ableton specific. But yeah, it's really good. Like you can set it to a certain um, key. So say if I'm working in a key, yeah, I can put it to that key, and I can literally touch, touch anything kind of here, and it will just sound nice in the tune. Like I, I could just press random ones, and it will just work. Oh, that's Cheat sick, code, bro. That's sick. That's a little gem right but, there. Yeah. I need to try something I'm like not, that. I'm, I'm far from the one of the best producers. Like I see these other tutorials and these guys are sick, like sick. And you can only um, aspire to be like those guys yeah. to push stuff, to help you push stuff further on it. But maybe like if people see like my tutorials and think that oh, I'm a better producer than him, hopefully that will inspire them to make their own channels. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's right. But and it's pointless kind of like comparing yourself to others and trying to compete with everyone else. You might as well just compete with yourself yeah. and just try to be the best that, that you can be. That's all we can do really yeah i take pride in um being like multi-genre um, like i don't see many people out there that go to uk drill do grime go back into future bass do a bit of dubstep drill and bass then go into lo-fi do you know what i mean I, I take pride in that like being able to you know dabble in most things because some guys just like stick to one niche yeah. and it's whether they can do another one or not who knows because they don't bother you know yeah, branching yeah. out no, it's a good skill to have to be able to do all the different genres, definitely. Yeah, because imagine being, having an artist in the studio and they're after something and you've never even tried it or even thought about it before. Whereas, you know, more time I can just say, yeah, I've done that before. I can probably sort of think out. Yeah, yeah. Do you do many like studio sessions? Do you have artists around at your place or do you work with any like, artists closely? Not anymore. I used to go to my friend's studio to do that kind of thing but with the internet now it's not really necessary i would love to don't yeah. get me wrong because you know when an artist is in like i've seen some of your videos lately and you've had people over yet yeah yeah you can bounce ideas around better any rather than sending messages does this sound all right oh you can do this you just change this part if you're there in the moment like everything's bouncing around you can change things instantly and you probably get better results that way yeah 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 you can do it. to be fair that last artist that i had around like that was a beat that i sent but then when he came round, I had my boy round as well who plays keys and everything. And right then, because like in my eyes, the beat was done. But then because everyone was bouncing around ideas, we started making changes to the beat. And my, my boy's like sick on the keys. So he was doing, I don't know the name of it. Do you know when they're like, they like, they smash the hand on the keys and then slide it down all of the keys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the name cool. of it, but he was adding all like, 
Yeah, pretty much. He was adding like organs, doing all of that on it. So it was like, yeah, it's, it's good when you have more people in the room because you can definitely bounce more ideas off each other. Yo, that used to be like the traditional um, definition of producer, you know, like um, you didn't like you make the whole beat in it. Like mm. you used to just get other musicians and used to tell them the ideas. Like, so you used to get a, a pianist to come in and say, listen, I want this chord. And you used to get someone on the strings to come and say, I want this. And you, you're kind of like doing the orchestra in it where producers changed to doing it themselves. Now, when that didn't used to be the case, like Timberland in the early days, he used to just get like people around in sessions to play the tunes for him, basically. It was his yeah. ideas, don't get me wrong, but they used to outsource the actual artists to pull it together. Oh, definitely. And um, it's like DJ Khaled as well. I'm sure he makes his own stuff, but I think, like you said, you like, sure? <laughs> I don't know. Do you know what? I've never seen a video of DJ Khaled like making a beat, but I, I thought his main thing was kind of like orchestrating it all where he'd like they'd work closely with the artist and like kind of maybe help them with the hook and tell them that they should say it in a certain way or sing it in a certain yeah, way. Yeah. And then, like you said, pull in yeah. session musicians and tell them what like to the do. Traditional, that's the traditional way. Like um, back in the day, yeah, I watched this documentary, Quincy Jones, I think his name was, Mark yeah. Jackson's producer. I was yeah, thinking, yeah. yo, he's about to go in with these keys and that. Bro, not once did I see him play anything or do anything. <laughs> he had all these artists in to make these beats. And I was like, yo, this guy's down on credits as the producer, but yeah. not so much really. Well, they didn't have any... Ableton push pads back then, did they? So they couldn't really play anything. <laughs> this, this is my outsourcing and this is why I got into the business for me. That's probably one of the main reasons why it's changed because technology's just advanced so much. Like back in the day, if you couldn't play an instrument, there's not a lot you could do apart from sampling on drum pads. But now because everyone's got software that they can like set the scales in and just click in the notes, like anyone can like build something melodic. Hmm. So maybe that's why it's changed so much. Yeah, true. What about you? How do you think YouTube's going to go? Do you think it's just going to keep going and going? Or do you think it's going to go somewhere else like Twitch? Like I've been thinking about Twitch a lot over the last month. Yeah, I've been thinking about Twitch a lot too. More and more people are liking to watch things live, aren't they? I don't know, like mm. YouTube to me, YouTube's the one that's always been there. Like other platforms have come and then dipped out. Like just everything like Facebook pages were huge at one point and now they're shit. Like MySpace came and went, but YouTube's always been there always been there as like a solid form of content hasn't it and yo facebook absolutely mugged it bro like i grew my um my page quite big on there and then just one day yeah that says ah oh, if you want to reach your own people that's liked your page you they you're gonna have to pay, pay really? to boost your post so it's say if you just put a post out there now without paying for it to be boosted yeah that it will hit like three percent of you of your audience what? unless you actually pay for it to be pushed further and from that's then crazy. on it's dead to me bro well, I guess they were just trying to get people to run ads, weren't they? Spend money. But yeah, even but, to reach your own audience. Yeah, yeah. So, like, just to push it out to your own audience. So, I had, like, 15,000 people on there. And then, like, I was pushing. I was just doing regular posts. And it was, like, 50 people were seeing it or something like that sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, how, how is that happening? <laughs> I came off Facebook. I think... Well, I, de I deactivated my, my old account. And I, I made a new one just to have, like, my close friends and family on it. That's all I ever used it for. I'd like go on and you'd scroll through just pointless stuff, like maybe a lad Bible posts or someone's mum posting a cat that's gone missing in Arizona, but they're in Huddersfield. <laughs> it's like shared it hunt. <laughs> so yeah, I came off Facebook. It seemed it seemed a bit pointless. Like it didn't seem like a platform where I could like grow a fan base anymore. 
Bro, I was gassed as well, you know. They gave me a blue tick and I was like, yo, this is me. This is blue tick and that. I had a day job at the time and I was like, yo, blue tick, I don't need this day job, bro. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they, gave it me, they gave it me and I was like, you gassed? I was, then they started mugging it, bro. I think there's a fine line between big corporations monetizing their stuff to actually just like ruining people's businesses, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of scary that that can happen as well. Like, I bet at one point, like people were just relying purely on their Facebook page because it was popping so much. And then all of a sudden they just yeah. shut it off. It's like they're just killing your business instantly. It's yeah, it's happening really. with YouTube people as well. Like that's why you should have different streams of um, income because if one yeah. gets locked off, that that can't be your whole income. You can't allow it to be your whole income because yeah. that would just be terrible. That's why you should try and monetize every single outlet. So if one gets locked off for some reason, like maybe copyright or something, then you've got the other ones. That's true. I think that's why building an email list is so important though, because you're never going to lose that. That's the yeah, reason definitely. that I started doing it when I was trying to do my research. Everyone was saying there's like the stuff that you can control and then stuff that you can't, like you can't control YouTube. If YouTube eventually just decides to close down, like where are you going to bring your audience in? So that's why I yeah. wanted to start building up a mailing list. So that's been like a key for me. It's just quite expensive building a mailing list though, as I'm sure you know. You said you got like 100,000 people on it, didn't you? Yeah, but then like obviously the people that want to send my emails out want £500 per month to send them out and it's just a massive risk. Yeah, it's crazy. It can be a powerful tool though. It just, it, yeah, yeah. like I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out a little bit. Like luckily I've got a cousin that works, um, like his job is to do like email campaigns for people. So I usually yeah. write everything and then I'll send them to him just to proofread and he might do like a few tweaks and stuff. So luckily I've, I've got him there that kind of helps me. Well, Insiders and that, yeah. <laughs> Insiders, yeah. I'll hook you up. Hook you yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> I promise that is, bro. <laughs> so yeah, it, it can be powerful, but it's Twitch, one of the things you have to I stay on top of. Back on Twitch, I think Twitch is like you can run that side by side of YouTube. It doesn't have to be evil or like I watch this guy here yeah, called Ramzoid. He yeah. makes um, like trap indie type beats, but right. um, he runs them side by side. So what he does is he has two cameras. He has one live um, streaming his Twitch whilst he's making his YouTube videos. So like uh, he's live streaming and then he's making his YouTube videos. So he's done one job. And then once that's finished, he can edit his YouTube video and throw it online like he normally would. So it's kind of like oh, two yeah. birds, one stone. That's what, what's that software called? Do you know OBS? You get the standard OBS screen recording software, but then they have a different version. Um, mm. I forgot what the other version's called. I downloaded it recently and that has all them options like... You basically connect all your socials to it. Like you connect, you can connect like Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, basically everything that you can go live on. And then hmm. you can even have your chat room in there as well. So you just stream from this one thing, but it links to everything. So do you I think, think once, um, do you think celebrities have ruined like the YouTube culture and things like that? You know, like how there's a time yeah where YouTube, like you wouldn't even see a celebrity page on there. Not no, not even like news outlets or nothing. I think it was just like mainly like um, you know, indie people pushing out their stuff, yeah. Like producers, but now you get like famous producers like Calvin Harris goes on there and he shows how he makes his tunes and that. Do you think that's kind of like ruining it, or do you think it's just adding to the whole thing? Well, you mean because it it makes us look shit if you got like legends yeah, like, like that doing it. Like they're just they're just like maybe taking the spotlight away from us. Like they're they're known enough and have you know racked up a certain amount of popularity themselves. But then, yeah. like Will Smith, he 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 wasn't he came as an actor and then he took the limelight in the vlog space on YouTube. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. So yeah. YouTube was more of like a like an indie type of space where unknown people could maybe make a name. But then there's loads of like already famous people on there just doing their thing now as well. 
I don't know if it's damaged us in any way because when like as long as you're putting out content consistently and you've got that core fan base there because when people look at famous people sometimes like people look at them as like they're just different creatures and they're like I, I could never do that like it's like mm-hmm. out of this world to to be like that good at something but when they see an average person like like me doing it then they might think you know what if he's doing it he's just an average guy and he's like getting somewhere he's getting some success and maybe it gives them a bit of hope as well so I think people will still want something relatable where not just looking at famous people they're looking at like people like them as well if that makes sense yeah that's true yeah that's definitely true I think that's yeah that's what people want to be fair especially when they're first getting into it they don't want to see like a massive studio with a hundred different keyboards. And then they'd probably just quit on the spot and say, listen, I can't do all that. But to see yeah. a guy in like in his house making beats, then it's very possible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It just looks more achievable in a way, more realistic. Yeah, yeah. When did you make the transition? Cause were you working before and then bro, you've gone into music yeah, full man, time? It does, that was a madness, bro. Like, I was I was working for seven years up until March just gone, and then mm. I used to work for a, a airline called Flybe, and that oh, was yeah. like the first to go, bro. Like with the um, pandemic and that, yeah. And um, so my job was just gone, but it's kind of like a blessing in disguise because I was always like, ah, oh, I would wish I could just quit my job and do music, but I was yeah. kind of like forced into that situation where I had yeah. to make it work. And that's why, if you watch it, like any motivational speaker, they're always like, no plan B, and it just go for plan A. Yeah, so I yeah. had to, I had, I had to like, I was forced into that. And then during the pandemic, I pretty much like doubled my subscribers. I was Did making you? beats. I was making um, YouTube videos every two days. Mm. So I doubled up on everything and it just popped off for a good two or three months. It's kind of like plateaued a little bit now, but I'm hoping it will pick up over Christmas. But yeah, it's definitely a good thing. Like, I know it sounds mad, but like losing my job in it, but it was hard to, it was hard to uh, work and do YouTube videos. Like I was just too yeah. tired. Like you see me on camera and some of the videos, I was just dead. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but when but when you can like base your whole day around literally making YouTube videos, it's it's so much better. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, to, to be honest, I had like the typical story like growing up, like everyone was always I always wanted to do music, but I didn't believe that I could make a living off it. So, you know, like when when I was young, there was no like Gary V telling me that I can do anything I believed in. It was just like my, mm. my parents and teachers saying that, yeah, you need to go to school, you need to get a job, the typical stuff. So I didn't really think that making a living off music was realistic in a way, because that's what I've been taught, even though I've, I wanted to do it. So I just followed the the normal path. I went to uni, got a job after uni. And then I was in that job for like five years. It was a good job as well. I was getting paid well. I was getting promotions like all the time. Like I, I got to a high level, but I was still just unhappy because I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. So even when they were paying me more, I was like, it's bullshit. Like it don't mean nothing. I can maybe buy a few more clothes and maybe go out on the weekend or whatever. But like, if you're not happy doing what you like doing, then what's the, if you're not happy doing yeah, what definitely. you like doing what you're doing at the time, then what's the point? So I had progressed, I had progressed into a certain point in my job where I should have been happy, but I was just depressed. Cause I was like, on my break at work, I was seeing like people uploading stuff and getting on with like their, their dreams. You know what yeah. I mean? Whilst I was at work, half-heartedly doing things I didn't want to do. Do you know what I mean? Just to get by, pay my bills and that. But luckily, because I've been able to double up and stuff and I'm, like, I've got some sponsors and that um, every other month, I can, I've pretty much like almost got to the point where I'm earning the same amount as I used to working. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's sick. That's a good achievement, man. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I'm quite happy with that. And as long as I can pay my bills and everyone around me is happy, then I'm happy as well. Yeah. The same for me, like when I was, um, when I was working, I just wanted more and more money. Like 
I've always wanted to do the, the next thing, like try to get that next promotion so I could get more money. And I was very like money driven. But then when I got them promotions, I was like, like what now? <laughs> and it, it still didn't, yeah, yeah. still didn't fill them gaps. I still like, I was the same thing. I'd watch other people like doing YouTube tutorials or you're not making a living off what they love doing. I used to get like jealous and I'm like, shit, this, like no disrespect to anyone working at nine to five, like everyone's got to pay the bills. But for me, I was just like, that was, it's just my worst nightmare. Like answering to some fucking waste man all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and just, I don't know. I always wanted to do something where I was working for myself. I didn't know what it was. I was always trying to think of business ideas and everything. And then when I got to a certain age, I was like, you know what? Like the only thing that I, I actually love doing is music. So if I'm going to try and make a business out of it, I might as well do it in something that I love doing because I know I'm going to put more work into it. So yeah, like in, in my old workplace, I was envious of people that like they had a passion to be there. You know what I mean? That was that was their yeah, dream to be yeah. doing what they was doing. I was like, how are you so happy about being yeah, here yeah. every day? You know what I mean? And I realized because my passion wasn't there. That was their passion. My passion was elsewhere. So yeah. when I'm doing YouTube videos every day, I, sometimes honestly, I sit I sit back and I like I spin around in my chair here and I'm thinking, wow, like this is this is literally my job now, isn't it? And yeah. I know it makes me happy. And I feel how they feel in that other job. Do you know what I mean? Now doing this yeah yeah it's crazy isn't it i think that's the thing like not a lot of people have that thing on the side like not everyone got into music or into sports or something so they never really had anything like mm. they really wanted to do so then when they start working and earning money they're like right now i'm settled now i can like yeah. just live a normal life and some people are happy with that which yeah like cool yeah, as long as you're happy that's really fine happy. but yeah for me it was just like i was miserable just going to work every day i had to put on like a suit every day like, even though i was like kind of good at what I did it was just like not fulfilling in the slightest so yeah, I had to change definitely. so I took like, a bit of a risk I um I saved up a bit of money and then I think when was it it was only about a year ago yeah like last at the end of last September yeah so about a year ago I decided to to quit my job and I was like you know what I've, I've got some money stuck there I was actually saving for a house and then I thought you know what? If, if I buy a house now that's me locked in. Like I'm, I'm in a house. I'm going to be working still. I'm still going to be miserable. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to take a fucking risk. And I, yeah. I remember telling my parents at first, I was speaking to my mom. I think I texted her one day when I was at work and I was like, I'm thinking of quitting, you know? <laughs> and she was like, but I was happy. Yeah. She was like, don't do it. My dad didn't say much. My dad, like they're just typical parents. I think they, they worry a lot in their life. They don't want to see me like struggle or anything, but sometimes yeah. you just have but to is, struggle. Uh, parents, parents, uh, in the old-fashioned way of thinking school, college, job, retire. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Where some people can't, some parents can't get their head around there's a new way of doing things now right? and you can actually be happier. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, people, it's just, it's some changed. Like there wasn't, like YouTube back when they were growing up, there were like kids are making a living off gaming right now. You know what I mean? Like there's so many different yeah, ways yeah. to make money. You don't have to be in an office being unhappy. I think it's just, it's hard for yeah, parents but, to comprehend. Yeah, they can't get their head around that the fact you can make money from this kind of thing because they just see mm. it as playing pretty much. You know, you're just playing. Like even my mom now, she like she doesn't get her head around what I do. And she's like, oh, you're yeah, making yeah. your videos. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, like, I'm playing out with my friends. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they try like, it's almost patronizing in a way. They're like, oh, you, you're still yeah. doing your little music thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, I think that's just parents, but they're all the same. They're all the same. But yeah, I remember when I told my mom I was quitting, she, I could like, I knew that she was just like threatened, like she just really didn't want me to do it. Same with most people. I remember just being, I think you have to get to a certain point, don't you? And you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I need, I just need to go all in. All right. Sorry, people. Sorry for the little hiccup. We had a laptop that died, but we'll just get straight back into it. 
So yeah, as I was saying, like when, when I left work, um, I decided to just save up a little bit of money and then just go all in. Like I just thought I didn't, I didn't really want a plan B. Sometimes you need it, but it was when I finally decided to go like all in, that's when things started changing. It was a risk because at first I wasn't really making any money. I didn't have like a, a serious plan, which is kind of stupid, really. Like I wouldn't advise anyone to just quit the job and just go for it. But I thought because I had a bit of money there at least, I thought I'd rather just take the risk now because if I didn't take it, then I would have just carried on working and I would have just looked back on life and just regretted not not trying at least. I think that was the thing. Like I didn't, I didn't know that I could do something from it, but I wanted to at least try. I'm I'm nowhere near where I need to be. Like I've still got like a long way to go, but at least it's heading in the right direction, and I can kind of see that. Like it was definitely worth quitting my job, even though I'm not earning that same yeah, kind of money. I'm like ten times. Like happiest. I always, I always said that um, once my music money was hitting the same amount of money per month as my actual job, I would quit my job. And it yeah. never really got there until I lost my job, and then I started hitting my job type of money. So it took me to lose my job or to leave yeah. my job for me to actually get those and that's probably that's what it was missing like, like me having the time to actually put more into music to get those kind of numbers that's it there's only so many hours in the day and like like you if you were working full-time and doing videos like I, I never did that I made beats on the side but I never did YouTube tutorials at the same time I was working I don't know how people find the time to do it you literally you must spend all day at yeah. work come back tired like you said and then start filming a video because how long do you, do you usually take to film your videos and edit them? Um, probably, it probably takes me longer to edit them than it does to make them, to be honest. Yeah. Because I, don't know, I just don't think I'm set up in the way where I can do, I can edit quickly. Like, I just have to do loads of cuts and stuff. And uh, maybe I've showcased something where I wanted to showcase it later. So I have to swap it around and maybe I've right. noticed, you know, like breaths and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Where yeah. you make like noises yeah. with your mouth and you're like, oh, that's gross, man. I'm going to have to cut that out. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? you do, like, these mics pick up everything, don't they? Yeah, like you do them, <gasps> them kind of, you catch yeah, yeah. your breath when you're talking and things. <laughs> imagine you don't even know you're doing it until you hear it back and you think, oh, is that what I sound like? Yeah. But it takes, me, it takes me a while to edit. It, like because music comes naturally and these this editing and video doesn't come natural yet anyway and yeah. um i love youtube's outsourced don't they like we was talking about before um yeah. they send their raw videos off to editors and then they will edit for them and upload but like me and you were saying we'd prefer to ourselves because only like we feel like only we know how to edit ourselves yeah yeah that's right i think at a certain point we might need to just you know hopefully it gets to that point we might need to just like be able to pass something on i know it's like hard to do because it's like your baby isn't it like you want to edit it the way you want to edit it but i think sooner like at, at some point we're gonna have to just take that plunge and hand some kind of task yeah. over to someone especially if you make it if you're gonna make more money yeah you're gonna be able to do it because at the moment it's all about maybe like cutting costs and then yeah, trying yeah. to like keep the money in house for now into but if you're making a certain amount of money where you can do that then you should definitely do that i think but it's hopefully getting having faith in an editor to get it the way you want it yeah that's it that's it because so, it, it seems really basic like i reckon people think about our videos and think they just sit there press record and then that's it but there's there's a bit to go into it though just just like a thought process and a plan and the way you want it to look and sound and there's all sorts of going yeah. to background music as well Exactly. There are, there are some people I know like Busyworks Beats right now. He just presses record, does it, and then uploads it. He might edit like the intro and outro, but 
he just like uploads what he records. But I think if I did that, like sometimes I'm filming for like two hours and then I'm going through that footage. So I couldn't upload a two hour, two hour video. Sometimes it's shorter, when, but. When you get to a certain point of, you know, being known or recognized, then you can start doing things like that. Yeah. But when you're coming up like we are, you, you're, trying, you're trying to make it look as perfect and as possible because some, someone coming across your video for the very first time to see like a two hour unedited video to be like, yeah. who's this yeah. guy kind of thing. You want it to look perfect and polished every single time just for that first impression. But people like BusyWorks Beats, there's not many people coming across him for the very first time now. I don't no, think. no. Obviously, he's established enough to have that core audience there, isn't it? That core fan base yeah. that is just going to watch whatever he posts. So yeah, I guess it's a bit different once you get to a certain level. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, let's get so, into some gems, man. I'm sure people will want to listen to some YouTube gems. So yeah, obviously, that's what I, was about to, I was about to ask you. Eh? <laughs> we'll both kind of kind of discuss what we do in terms of videos. But when you were first starting, like how long did it take you until you thought until your channel was growing and you thought like, right, this is getting serious now? Do you know what it is? It's mad with YouTube. It's like a lottery, I think, personally. Like, your videos, like, most of them now go off. Every single one of them is, like, it's really quite popular. But with my channel, I find that it's hit or miss. Like, every single video I upload is hit or miss. Some yeah. will really connect and get a decent amount of numbers, and some will just completely fall on its, yeah, yeah. its arse, yeah. isn't it, pretty much? But, yeah, like, um, I don't know. Like, over the last few years, I've been getting some good numbers. Like, one would hit, like, 40K, 50K. And it'll be like a video where I'm really expecting to do anything. And then I'll do a video yeah. where I think, yeah, this is really popular. This is going to go off. And it'll just completely flop. Isn't it? So I'm just in the realm of hit and hope at the moment. Like I use like um, TubeBuddy and VidIQ yeah. for like um, key, keyword tools and that. But like we were speaking about before, like we don't know how reliable they are really. I think they point you in the right direction, but mm. it's not always a foolproof plan in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm the same. Like I used to use them religiously when I first started. I'd type in everything and literally every keyword that I used had to be something that had quite a high score in them videos. But then I'd like I was saying to you on Instagram, I did that one video where I was just like making a Japanese drill type beat. And then that one took off. So I was That's like, so maybe IQ. So <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? I think it is a bit of luck. I think you just need to put out content and stick to a schedule. I think when you when people know like what to expect from you, it's good and it helps the algorithm as well, supposedly. I think like the algorithms, this thing like no one like really understands, like they never actually release the figures. That's why I didn't yeah. really trust vidIQ and TubeBuddy because they don't have access to YouTube's data. They just have their own calculations, which I'm guessing they do based on like if you type in a keyword, like how many videos come up and how many views are spread amongst them videos. And they, they how must many times do some I've kind of calculation. Maybe as well. Yeah, but I, I think I think that's not accurate though. I don't think YouTube like release like how many times people search for something. I think they just kind of calculate that in their own algorithm in them like TubeBuddy platforms because <clears throat> sorry when I was saying before I typed in like J Cactus and it said something like 100,000 people were searching it every month which is yeah. just a complete lie because if that was the case I, I'd be on a million subscribers or something right now I think when you know when you go to youtube.com and the search bar is there and you type in one letter yeah. I think it's you know the first set of 10 options that come up I think yeah. you can automatically know they're the popular ones right and maybe that's yeah. where TubeBuddy yeah. get in there things from you know their suggestions from from like the first set of things that come up yeah maybe so that's probably even a, a better way to start like if you didn't want to spend any money i know like TubeBuddy yeah. is not that expensive when you first start it's only like five pound a month and then when you get to a certain amount of subscribers it goes to like 10 or something i don't know how much Some it is right now even have um, affiliate codes with discount codes in the descriptions of their channel 
Is that what you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got um, little cheeky um, sponsor there, but yeah, if you go there, you can get like um, a certain percentage off. Um, to uh, buddy in my descriptions on it, but it's like a little affiliate link. You don't get a lot from it, but it's a nice yeah. But yeah, if you like, you said if you don't want to pay for it, all you have to do is go to YouTube, type in whatever you want to make a video about, see yeah. what yeah. other people are making videos about, and then just like not copy them, but you know, just some ideas. Those lines, from it. Do you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and like you said, just type in the little search box. Just type in like how to or something, and it'll come up with all the popular searches. Yeah. I think if you put, I can't remember what it is now. It might be an underscore like first. Like if you put like an underscore first and then type in something, it it broadens the search a little bit. So, you know, like yeah. if you just typed in like how to make a kick hit hard or something. If you typed in an underscore first, I, I could be right. I might need to test it after it will kind of broaden the search and like, it won't be as strict as that sentence. It might be like a few words before that sentence. Do you know what oh, I mean? Right. I, never, I, never I don't know that. if I've explained it right, but might have to test that after. I think it just broadens the search because when you just type something in, it will just come up with those exact words. But if you put yeah, yeah. like something at the start, I think it's an underscore, I'll double check. I think it just like includes other words before that. I think Some anyway. people that I've seen though, like you have used like VidIQ and TubeBuddy religiously and swear mm. by it as in like, that's how they've popped off. That's how they've made their channel kind of thing. But I yeah. don't know. Like, I don't know. Cause there's been times where TubeBuddy gave me like a hundred percent, like, um, you know, when it goes all green, it's like, yeah, this is yeah, perfect. Yeah. You make this video, you make the video and it's like, just like an average video. And you're like, well, yeah. It's going to be a dream there. Yeah. I think at one point they would have been good because you like the algorithms changed over the past few years, hasn't it? And I think now they mainly focus it on on watch time and like how people interact with it. So I think you just need to to ride the you just need to get caught in that right wave. You just keep on putting out content and then it all starts from like them first few people liking it. Like if the first few people see it, watch it for long enough and they like and comment, then they recommend it to a few more people. And then if they start liking and commenting and then you just get kind of caught in a wave, don't you? And they recommend it to more people. So I'm pretty you know, sure man, that's like, like, I hear some things about YouTube, like, um, like, you know, you know, PewDiePie is like a really popular YouTuber. Yeah. Um, like, they've like banned him or something like they don't send his um, notifications out, you know, like people's sub boxes and things like that. Really? A few times, like people on my channel says, "Oh, I didn't get a notification, or this hasn't happened, that hasn't happened." So, I don't know, man. Oh, There's some shit. weird things that go on like that as well. And because, like, imagine, yeah, I've got forty-four thousand subscribers, but yeah, like, not a bunch of people, not a bunch of people come to my videos, in it. Yeah, so it's like I don't know if it's being pushed out to them, or maybe I've got a lot of subscribers that used to be interested in something that I used to make, and now they're not there anymore. Because I, you know, I should be getting more than I'm getting, but it's not being pushed out to everyone. But yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I'm just in limbo at the moment of how it all works because I was always in the impression that you get lots of subscribers and then that automatically jump on your videos as and when kind of thing. So I'm I'm feeling quite new to it myself. I'm still trying to figure it all out. Yeah, you'd expect with that many subscribers that a big chunk would just would see the video straight away, but maybe it's YouTube just not recommending it to even your yeah. own subscribers for whatever reason. The maddest thing is I'm subbed to myself on another account because I yeah. just wanted to see any. And when I put out videos over like the last month, I wasn't getting notified on my other account that I was subbed with. What, even so when even you click the bell and everything? Yeah, yeah, everything, all notifications, everything, nothing. So it's really? like, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what's going on. But yeah, I've got a maddish YouTube story. And this might actually be a reason why I'm not being pushed out as much as I would like to be. Yeah. Basically, about, I think it was about three years ago now, maybe even four years ago, I literally got three copyright strikes. Did you? My, my, yeah. my channel was due to be um, terminated. No way. And um, 
I just know I feel like since then it might have been might have been like a bit of blacklisted type of thing like this is a channel to be weary about what were the copyright um, strikes about flipping remixes oh yeah Um, yeah just remixes you know when you just hear something can you naive and you think yeah I'm gonna remix it and upload it yeah and um yeah yeah, copyright strikes man um I think it's like Calvin Harris Ed Sheeran type of people but yeah, right. but luckily, um, it was due to be terminated within like five days. And I thought, I thought, flip it, I'll just, um, I'll just dispute them, even though I felt like mm. I had no grounds to dispute. I thought, wow, I think it's getting deleted anyway. I might as well just try and yeah, yeah. dispute them. Luckily, one of them got overturned for some reason, and I got to keep my channel. But yeah, That's lucky, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, like I've been like searching like shadow bands and things like that. But I don't know. I'm going to keep growing and growing, and I've got a good core audience of like people that come to my premieres all the time and i use uh, discord as well and it's like always the same people and i got like a little family there that always come to my videos yeah. so the way i see it now is like i used to be naive and just think yeah i want all these subscribers i want blah 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 but i think even if i'm just helping one or two people or one or two people are just enjoying the videos and it's making them happy and they're really into it then i'm happy now i feel like i'm a bit more down to earth than i used to be about yeah that kind yeah of thing. yeah definitely i think as long as you've got like I feel like core people there that are going to fuck with whatever you put out then that's the main thing isn't it like it's not really you don't really have to get the, the most amount of subscribers ever because that doesn't really mean a lot does it you might get a plaque at the end of it but if people aren't really fucking with you and it's just i don't know i'd rather just have like a core base there yeah. and if you're talking in terms of like money as well like say for example if someone's like trying to sell beats if you've got let's say like 30 people that buy a beat off you every month, then that's worth more than having like tons of subscribers, but only a, yeah. a couple of them buy beats off you. Do you know what I mean? So it's not all just based on how many followers and how many subscribers you can get. It's not really the main thing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I like, I really enjoy seeing the same names in my comments and in the premieres, you know, the same people that just keep coming and coming. And yeah. like, I know them by name. I know where they're from. I know what kind of moves they make. And like, I really take an interest in what they're doing. And I ask him about, I've, did they finish that project? Did they get around to doing it? So I kind of like try and relate to all of them personally. So I think that's what you can get with like a really small following. You can be more personal with them rather yeah. than having a massive following and you can't keep up with the chat and all this is going on, which will be enjoyable when it happens. But for now, I'm just enjoying getting to know everyone. Yeah, I think that's the key there. You should look after the people that are already with you instead of just trying to chase more people. Because mm. if, you, if you start neglecting the people that have been there from the start and they're commenting on every video, then sooner or later they might get a bit fed up and be like you know i show this guy constant love he never replies to my comments no nothing yeah. so i'm just gonna switch channels and you, you never know who he's speaking to you know like i got a, like maddest like um inboxes from twitter from about eight years ago and i won't yeah. mention any names but people used to like you know when people just like oh check my tune can you check this can you do this can you do this? And you yeah sometimes just like well no i'm not gonna do that because you're just spamming me yeah, well, yeah some of them ones that i've ignored yet i've gone off like, really? they've made it like, they've made it like big in it and no I'm way. kicking myself about ignoring them now. So I try to get back to like, even even if it seems like spam, mm. I click it. And if I like it, I'll give them feedback. I like, I try to give it as people as much attention as I can kind of thing. Cause you don't know yeah. who you're going to speak to. You might hear someone you've never heard of and the fire bro. And you want to make a, you want to make a project with them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's tricky when people message you. Cause I, I get like the same. I get a lot of people like just sending me stuff like kind of spamming. And mm. I, at first I thought, right? People want constructive criticism. So if someone sent me something, I'd be honest. I'd be like, like, I, I like what you've done here, but I'd maybe like fix the level in here. Or I'd try to give them something constructive where they yeah. could like sit back and be like, all right, I've had some feedback. Let me work on it. But people take offense to it. 
Like yeah. I found when I was giving them like feedback like that, they just ignore me or they won't say anything and maybe feel like ego. People, people need to check their ego, bro. Like mm. you can't put yourself out there and not expect negative. If you point yourself out there, then you have to expect that kind of thing. And yeah. it, um, have you ever heard of something called a shit sandwich? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, you give them a positive about their production, the negative about what's wrong with it, and mm. then end with a positive. And yeah, then yeah. obviously send them on their way feeling nice about the positive. Yeah, but you've let them know what you didn't enjoy as well. Just a certain way of doing it, isn't it? Yeah. Because you, you could spend all day just like replying and saying, yeah, this is sick, this is fire, but you'd be lying. And like, yeah. do, do fire, you want to give... Fire emojis, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just fire emojis. So yeah. I've, I've done that to like one or two people like who have sent me stuff in the past and just like ignored me when I've like given them, like giving them some constructive criticism. So the, the next ones, they might just be like, yeah, I, I like it. And you don't really want to say too much in case you offend them. But I try to yeah. just like be constructive with it. Because that, that's what I would have positive, wanted. Though. Mm. yeah yeah definitely yeah when i when i give that feedback like that it's nothing like negative but like yeah like i I'll, I'll say what i really liked about it and then i'll just say like maybe one or two areas that they could improve on that's all yeah do you get many um negative comments on your videos i was just gonna ask you that as well because i was gonna ask you how you deal with negative comments um there's, there's always one or two isn't there there's like do you, do you reply to them it depends like there's constructive criticism and then there's like just like yeah. going straight at you and yeah if someone just like comments and something like this is shit then i'm just like you have given <laughs> you've given me like no reason why it's shit there's nothing constructive about it you just you're just hating for no reason so the ones i just ignore um but if someone yeah. says like something constructive like same thing like a bit of feedback like oh i like this beat but i wasn't really feeling their mate weight slides or something then i'd be like all right cool like i'll, I'll I I appreciate the feedback, so yeah. yeah it even just if you don't agree with them, you still take it on board. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you're never gonna please everyone. You're never gonna please everyone. Yeah. Like in every video on YouTube, there's always like one person that dislikes before it's even started. Yeah, it's yeah, oh, bro, that is so annoying. I've got on my videos. Yeah, I get like now and then. I just get like people like this in the premiere. The yeah. video's not even started yet, bro. <laughs> yeah, and there's like dislike it. one dislike. I'm like. Oh my God, how you just, you never know what, it's not, you know what yeah. I mean? It's not even on yet. At least yeah. like see my face first before you click dislike. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I saw, um, can I just of... say, I've never, I don't think, can. I, I was just going to say, I, I saw a clip of Gary V like talking about this and like how people should deal with negative comments and people like saying stuff online. And the way he was wording it is you have to kind of feel sorry for that person because imagine, Imagine how weird that person is, like how sad that person is to be online, just like posting negative shit everywhere, just giving everyone shit on YouTube comments, just just being horrible online. Like, imagine how sad that person is. Like, you've got to feel sorry for them. Like, yo, you wanna, you must be so down that you just need to bring people online down to your level. Like, it's it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird one. It's a weird one. But sorry, uh, what no were you gonna say? I know notifications are working for them ones though, because they always come to premieres and just dislike. <laughs> it got notified. It's set to all on the bell and everything and it's there straight away disliking but it's harsh when it's like a dislike because you can't back your corner because you don't know who's done yeah. it you don't know why they've done it do you know what i mean it, yeah it, it affects the video as well i think imagine like being in a premiere where you've got like zero likes yet and someone's coming disliked it, it yeah, just, it looks yeah. Bad, it? yeah i wonder who these people are i wish it showed the names like who liked it because they always like on instagram you can see who likes your photos so on youtube they should I always show thought who that dislikes it youtube could get rid of the dislikes because and just have likes and like basically whoever has the most likes you know that's a popular video in it 
and whoever yeah. has the least likes would have like the least liked videos. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's more positive that way. So say if a video has got like two likes, you'll say, well, that's not so people don't like that so much. But if, if they have like a, a hundred likes, then they'll like yeah. it a bit better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, maybe yeah. like, maybe if you dislike it, it just takes away from the likes that you do have rather than saying someone's disliked it. That's true. So if like, say if there's a hundred uh, likes and you go on there and click dislike, then it goes down to 99 or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, rather than like showing the actual dislikes. Yeah, it's like I've no, I can honestly say I've never disliked anything in my whole life. If I go in there and so yeah. it's terrible, I don't like it. I'd click Just off. Move on, don't you? Yeah, like why would I click dislike? It makes no yeah. sense because someone else might like it, and that you know people put hard work into their videos as well. Who am I to go and say, oh, nope, don't like that? Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. it's just so a weird way to throw negativity out there, isn't it? It's like I don't like this. I'm gonna click dislike. I'm gonna show yeah. this person. It's I find it weird. Like I'm the same. I've never been on a video and clicked dislike or just mm -hmm. commented something negative. It's like you go on it. If you don't like it, you move on to the next one. But if you do like it, then especially now that I make videos as well, like if I watch something and I like it, I'll, I'll like and like comment and stuff, you know, to help yeah. their algorithm because I know how it works. Them likes and comments mean a lot, don't they? Like that's what yeah, gets definitely. the video popping. Before I before I even made videos myself, if I went into a video and I liked it, I would always forget to like it. I'd always click mm. off it and think that's a good video. But now yeah, I yeah. make a conscious decision to click like and maybe even comment it. You know, commenting is quite good for um, your own channel, isn't it? They say like you go in there and you you should speak to people in your own niche. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then people might come across your channel that way, kind of thing. I suppose it's basically a social network, isn't it? If you go and engage yeah. with other people's content, that maybe it helps your own. And on top of that, like people will see you comment in and then people might think, who's this guy? I'll click on his channel. Yeah. Does YouTube or show like, the amount of subscribers anymore? Because I, I swear it used to. You know, when people commented on your video, it would say the amount of subscribers next to them. Or I don't know if that was like TubeBuddy doing it. I was about to say that. I, because I use TubeBuddy, I'm not sure if they do that. But the good oh, thing right. about that is if you're commenting on other big YouTubers' channels, they're more yeah. time going to use TubeBuddy. And they're gonna check you out if you've got a decent amount of followers, and they and then maybe there's a connection there or not. But the good thing about commenting on other people's channels is maybe someone came across your channel a long time ago or they've heard of you, and I think I've heard of him or oh, I remember his channel, and then I'll click yeah. on and maybe re-engage. Yeah, that's right. So that's that's a gem right there. Just engage but, with um, people, show some love. <laughs> but yeah, negative comments. I I kill them with kindness. I do. I can't just yeah. leave them there. I kill him with kindness. I make him feel bad about themselves. Like yeah, they come yeah. and I say, ah, oh. I say shit. And I'll be like, ah, oh, thanks for watching the video. I really appreciate it. Smiley <laughs> face or something like that. Do, do you know what I mean? I'll kill him with yeah. kindness. Like um, Reddit, do you use Reddit at all? Um, I, I used to, but Reddit's the worst for them kind of people. Like Reddit's full mm -hmm. of miserable people that <laughs> just hate. I don't know why yeah. they, they just seem so miserable and they're like, narcissists or something i don't know they just seem miserable yeah, i made the biggest mistake of trying to promote myself on reddit and like just doing it all wrong i had so many yeah. negative people but like i just kill them with kindness and i'm like oh thanks um i didn't realize that i really appreciate it and then some of them are just like apologize as oh, sorry i was having a bad day at the time kind of thing <laughs> i didn't mean it i've only just checked out your video actually it's quite a good video i'm going to subscribe do you know what i mean so you kind of turn them around because people just like base their whole thoughts on your video sometimes in like the first five seconds and not really check out the rest yeah. of the video and but, it could be having a shit yeah, day like, or something and they just want to you want to bring someone down to their level in that moment don't yeah. they yeah yeah exactly but it, it is weird like you said like um like gary v said he's a weird kind of person to go somewhere and just slander someone like you wouldn't walk some walk up someone in the street and say your hair's shit yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it <laughs> makes no sense does it? it's like it's crazy it's mental yeah yeah i don't understand but, yeah, it i just laugh at him i think i've got enough confidence in myself at the moment 
to yeah. think that okay i take on criticism that's fine you know some people have good points sometimes where i feel like mm. okay i could have done this better and then if it's really like a personal attack or whatever i can just laugh at them because i know that you know i've got these other people that follow me that really appreciate what i do and maybe yeah. i'm not for those guys do you know what i mean yeah yeah I think you're right, though. Killing them with kindness is going to be the, the best way because they don't expect it. People post negative yeah. stuff because they want a reaction as well. And if you don't give them that reaction, they don't know what to do then. Yeah, they want a negative reaction. And another thing, I'm just like, I'm half shook up getting into arguments on the internet because on the low, I just don't want them to go through all my videos and dislike them all. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Imagine that's the other thing as well. They could be another one of those subscribers that come on every video and dislike it as well. I can't be bothered with all that, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's true, in fact. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, do you use um, PRS? PRS, yeah, yeah. I do. I do now. Um, I don't know why I've only just set it up. I literally set up PRS in the past few weeks. I saw you post something about PRS Day. Did you get a nice paycheck? Yeah, like it's magic. I've been so lazy. Like PRS, you're supposed to like pretty much register everything that you make. Yeah, put out there. But I haven't registered anything for about two years. It's just pure laziness. And then, yeah, I just randomly got a nice one from some radio stations that I just never have heard of in my life. Really? But yeah, it's nice, but I really need to get on it because that is money to be made there. And you always hear about um, people's music that there's like untapped royalties that they don't end up getting or it goes yeah. to someone else if you don't collect it in enough time. And um, it's just you're leaving money on the table where ultimately it will go to someone else if you don't look upon it. I think are you talking purely from singles really. that you've put out with artists? Or are you talking beats or both or everything? Everything beats. Like I've had like beats that I never knew was on a one extra like and sets and things like that. Oh yeah. But like, obviously because they just get thrown into random like um sets and things and freestyles that like, you've never have, no one's ever told you or no no one knew it was your beat, you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. I don't use producer tags or anything. And then next thing you know, you just get a royalty through saying, Listen, this has been played here. I'm like, oh sweet. Thank no you. way. So every time you make a beat, you register you register it through PRS. Yeah, I used to up until about two years ago, but I haven't. I literally haven't registered anything for like two years. So I'm gonna have to yeah. backtrack. I'm just, it's pure late. Well, I say it's laziness, but I've got so much other stuff to do. Yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? yeah. I need to get on that. Like I, I registered recently because I've been working with more artists and I've got like quite a few singles dropping over the next few months. So that's what that's the main reason why I registered now. But I didn't really think to register beats because yeah, I didn't really think beats would be on radios or anything like that. I definitely register beats because you know, like it's wherever your music's played. It could be a restaurant, it could be at a show, it could be a half time at the football match. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you could play your beats, especially like um, drill type beats. Now they're just they're everywhere. If you look at like like adverts on the TV, you know, like it's mm. kind of like a grime. You drill type beat, you know, I mean, you're trying to be in cool with the kids so it sounds familiar, kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah I'd register all your beats because even if they don't make anything, that one time they do make something that's more than you would have got otherwise. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense, in fact. And what would happen if, let's say, you've registered a beat, but then someone makes a track to your beat and they register that track? How would it work then? Yeah, it's you just never come across separate. that. No, it's two separate entities, isn't it? It's two separate things. So, you won't get money from the actual beat on its own. If it's someone else on the track, you'd only get money from the person with the track. So you'd obviously register it twice. Oh, okay. So you'd get you'd get paid for the second one you're done with the person, yeah. And it'd right. be split. You'd have like a royalty split as well. What about let's say you've done a track with someone, and and they've registered the track. Did do, do they have to input your details like your PRS number, or can you 
like yeah, log yeah. in and say i actually produced this and then you kind of claim it or do you, you have to can, do it together you, i think you both can register it but better if one of you's register it agree a split and then they can put your um prs details in there yeah yeah that's that's, that's how i'm working now i'm just thinking for track because i've done tracks in the past where I've produced for people and we haven't really negotiated any splits and the tune's been on like mixtape matters and stuff. And like, you, you never know where it's been played. It could be played on some stations. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know if I, if I have to like just speak with the artist and then get him to log back in and register me or if I can just tap in and be like, Yo, I yeah, produce you, can it. you can register it yourself, but it's sticky because if he's registered it with no splits and you register it with splits, it's like it's a big kerfuffle, do you know what I mean? So yeah, now yeah. going forward, if I was you, like that's what I'm doing now as well. I just try and discuss everything in, like previous to even recording it. If they're definitely going to use it. Yeah, oh, my lights just died on me. Oh, <laughs> Never no. mind, I'll <laughs> just keep running. Sorry, what were you saying? Yeah, um, just before you even send it to them and it just like, oh, who's going to get this split? Like, you know, streaming splits as well. You can split the streaming um, money as well. Yeah. Just like yeah. discuss everything. Like, and it sounds really boring, but it's better than imagine it going viral and you've not really discussed anything and then it's just a big kerfuffle. Yeah, that's true. Because when, when you work with artists, um, what kind of splits do you usually do? Like say if it's just you and an artist, do you usually just do 50-50? Streaming 50-50. That's mechanical um, royalties, isn't it? When I'm just going to flip this other light on. Yeah, yeah. So mechanical, like mechanical royalties is streaming, right? Yeah. and digital sales and then you get the other side which is like um, performance royalties like if it's played on radio or a live That's venue PR or something yeah. yeah 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 um but yeah we, um streaming do 50 50 because in, in my mind i've made half he's made half yeah but if he's going to go on and maybe pay for a music video or put some extra money in that i haven't put in then i feel like it's only right that he's going to get more of the slice than i am unless you both right. pay for it and yeah, but most of the time it's just 50 50. Do you know what I mean? Whereas that's another thing that's evolved over time where I think um, singers and rappers are on the impression that the producers should get less, a lot less. Yeah, but yeah. It's 50 50 in my opinion now. 50 50 all the way. What would you say? Let me, get, let me throw an example at you, right? Let's say there's an up and coming producer and he's trying to get his name out. He wants to work with people. Uh, an artist, not like a huge artist, but an artist that's getting some good views, wants to use a beat. They might give them like a little bit of money up front, but. They don't want them to split streams with them. They'll give them like publishing. So if it's played live, like on radio or, or if it's performed, you can claim through PRS, but they don't want to split mechanical royalties. Would, would you take it just, just for the fact that you're going to get your name out a bit? Oh, so you're saying ra getting publicity rather than money? Yeah. So like an up and coming producer, like an, an artist wants to use their beat, but they're saying, look, I want to use this beat, but I'm not willing to split mechanical royalties so you're not going to get paid on streams but you're going to get your name out there obviously um i don't know man i don't i don't like the thought of that because i just think like if it was like I'm, I'm i don't know actually i'd rather just get paid in it like it sounds really yeah. bad but you can't i'm not going to pay my bills with flipping proper yeah and say listen i'm paying my phone bill this month with streams is that all right do you know what i mean yeah yeah but um, that makes sense but yeah, it is a sticky one. I tried to get all up um, up front before they used to be. For my leases, I always maybe like forty or fifty dollars. Yeah. And um, yeah. is my internet still right? Because I just got a message saying my internet's a bit unstable. The, no, there's a, there's a lag. I'm not gonna lie. There's um, 
it keeps keeps kind of stuttering. What about now? Yeah, I can hear you now. The quality's gone a bit faded, but we should be all right. All right, I'm cool. So yeah, uh, up front, I, t- I take like a lease fee of like $40, $50. And then I always say that over a certain amount of money, I'm going to take 10% just in case it goes viral. It could be anyone. could be someone that's making their first track. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if they make like say a thousand pounds, I'm going to get 10% of that thousand pounds, whatever. It could be streaming, could be anything. Do you know what I mean? Right. But every thousand pounds they make, I'm going to make 10% on it. So even if they don't make a thousand pounds, I don't make anything. And then they don't really make anything either. But yeah. if they make a thousand pounds, I get a hundred. If it goes super viral and they make like a hundred thousand, I'll get like 10 K. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So it's always there. It's always secure just in case it pops up. So do you have your own contracts or do you use BeatStars or anything else? If they go through BeatStars, I just let them use the BeatStars one. But um, you can always just wrap it. It doesn't have to be like a solid contract. Like just... Even like an email will suffice, you know, like in a, yeah. in, in a courtroom, like yeah, if it's yeah. from you, signed by you, you could do a digital signature. It doesn't have to be all proper and stamped and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a binding contract if you just write it down. Yeah. To be honest, I still haven't been through the BeatStars contract properly. I, I did a little bit and I know like when people have bought exclusives, I know the standard is 50% publishing, but I don't know if that covers mechanical royalties because someone someone told me that. Like if you sell an exclusive, the artist doesn't have to give you any mechanical royalties, so they don't have to split the streams, but they do have to split other publishing where it's like if it's played on radio. Do you know if that's true? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been through it. I, I don't know, you know, I don't even sell um, exclusives anymore, you know. I don't like it. Like, nah. this is like a massive artist. Yeah. I just don't like it. I like. I don't like the thought, because, you know, I've sold exclusives before, yeah, and it's probably my best work. And you know what? The artist has never used it just really no it hasn't it hasn't reached the light of day and you can't do nothing about it because you've sold it exclusively the world's never going to hear it yeah i like to sell leases because you can keep selling the same product over and over again and it's still yours do you know what i mean exclusive can get sticky your name's not involved with it anymore they own it and it's like it doesn't feel nice it doesn't feel right yeah i know what you mean you can make more money through just selling leases as well like if that tune pops off like if you upload a beat and it gets some serious views and there's a lot of people buying leases on it you can make a lot more than what you would just selling one exclusive yeah because imagine yeah say someone quite known uses your lease and it goes off and yeah. the next thing you know you got all these artists in your dms i want this beat can i get this beat where can i get this beat from and you say well sorry it was an exclusive you've lost out on money where you could have just leased it out all over again do you know what i mean it's just reusing the same product over and over and over again with no extra effort it's kind of like so it's just like a reoccurring payment with no extra effort on your part do you know what i mean yeah definitely i can't lie i have sold exclusives for cheap before but it's mainly been like because i'm i'm still kind of new to this all like i'm i'm still trying to get my name out so sometimes i've been like you know what i'll take a hit this time and just at least i've got a track out with an artist and then it might give me a bit more leverage for the next time because if that track pops off then the next time they, they ask for like that small fee, I can be like, <laughs> the price has gone up now because that last tune popped. Yeah. So it kind of gives you more leverage. And there's obviously times when, like you said, you've, you've got bills to pay. So if you're having a slow month and someone's like, yo, I'll give you a hundred or a couple hundred for this beat, it might be like, yo, that, that's going to sort me out. That's going to pay my bills. Yeah, definitely. So it's a I've, tough I've one. done that. I've done that. I've done that where someone's like, it's been like a sticky month and someone's popped up and you've sold it for like less than you would have. We've done them like a bundle yeah. Oh yeah, speaking of bundles, do you, do you go on speed stars a lot? 
Do I the go beat on star bundles are ridiculous. Beat stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mainly used to sell beats. Yeah, Link everyone to beat stars. The mm. um, the um bundles are ridiculous. Have you seen some people's bundles? Like I'll buy one and get like ten beats free and all that. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. But I can't I compete. I can't compete with that. I don't think you need to compete because I think, I think it's all about how you build up your personal brand, isn't it? And the people that fuck with your beats are gonna fuck with your beats regardless. The people that are selling like twenty beats for for ten pound, like surely it can't do wonders for the brand, and they're only gonna get the people that are looking to spend little amounts on beats. Whereas mm-hmm. if it like say you built up like a a nice fan base of people that are just buying beats from you, like they they fuck with with your beats. And they're willing, they believe in themselves a bit more, so they're willing to pay a bit more for good beats. But if you just like flog enough 20 beats for 10 pounds, then maybe you attract a certain kind of customer. Yeah, if that true. makes sense. So, um, with your YouTube videos, yeah, do you worry about not being able to push content out? So, like, obviously, you like do videos how to make your um, AOX slides better, how to make your yeah. kick, however, you worry about just running out of those kind of subjects. Like what happens when you've taught everyone? everything <laughs> definitely you know I, I, mean? I think about this a lot sometimes i struggle to think of ideas and then i'll go back and because every time someone posts a comment with a suggestion I'll, I'll write it down so i've got a list of things that that people like have suggested but i, I think like when i was getting started i think when everyone when anyone's getting started on youtube you kind of have to start with them basic videos of like how to do this how to do that because people don't know you so they're not going to search for you but when you've built up a bit of a following then maybe you can venture out and start doing maybe some vloggy stuff or maybe just like random oh. random stuff that isn't like specific to how to do this certain thing it might just be like cooking up a beat in the kitchen or do you know just some random yeah. piece of content but people are going to watch it just because they follow your channel yeah i so, watch youtubers like that like that ed Tal- talenti yeah 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 he's a good he, example like, for his it first his first quarter of the videos him making like coffee and stuff and it's like yo my my people would have left by now you know my channel yeah yeah it's like Kyle Beats. He's probably the, the, like the main guy for yeah, them. Yeah, he goes to like Starbucks and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone said it in my comments once. Someone said you should do like more vloggy style t- tutorials, but I just don't think I've got that kind of following yet. I feel like yeah. I don't know when when we know that we've hit that mark, but at some point, like if you've got enough people that fuck with you, they'll watch. They want to be more involved in like your personal stuff as well, don't they? But yeah. I feel like they'll watch regardless. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I'm still at the stage now where people just want to come for the gems and just pick up like tricks that I do or whatever. So I don't know. It just seems Maybe- weird, isn't it? Like imagine imagine naming a video, yeah, how to make your 808 slide and then like spending the first quarter of the video talking about something totally different and making yeah. like coffee. And you, yo, don't think of my Joe, bro. They'll be like, what's this guy <laughs> doing, man? I thought I was coming here to make 808s and this guy's making coffee. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe you might have to try it one time. I, I did do like a little bit recently. I, I put out a collab video with with TG Tracks and it was when I just moved into this room. I still got a few bits to set up in this room, but when I just moved in, I thought, you know, because the settings changed and everything, I'll do like yeah. almost like a tiny little vlog. Like I, I was just saying, you know, I've just moved studios. Let me give you a quick tour. And I was just showing everyone like the new room and like what I've got in here. So just to kind of like put a, a tester out just to see how people would react to it. I'm not one said ocean- anything like, I think Osh yeah, yeah. does the perfect mix between vlogs and because he spends a small amount of time kind of like holding his camera on his tripod. Yeah. And it's kind of feels vloggy, but he does it for the smallest amount of time. And then he gets into a bit making the music in it. I think there's like a key where you can do the vlog thing and then straight into the music. Yeah, definitely. But he's got like a huge following right now though, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What's he on now? Like maybe 200K or something? 
mate, I think more maybe. Yeah. But yeah, he's got a massive following. I, do what I like doing? I like going to YouTubers that I like, that I enjoy watching. And I like going through their videos and like going back quite yeah, far. Yeah, go back to the first one. kind of, it, yeah, it inspires me because I'm thinking like, it couldn't have always been like this. And it kind yeah. of like inspires me to see what they had and now what they have. Because it makes me feel like, okay, wow, they was, they've been on the same kind of journey as me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you go back to the old ones, they're always a bit more awkward, a bit like yeah. a bit more robotic and being like, I don't Should know. See Ocean's like, one, bro. His camera. I think I've his seen camera it. His camera and his setup, bro. He's got like, he's got like a little desk. Like he's got like a little, <laughs> it's a mad, mad little setup. And I don't know what camera he was using. It looked like he was using a calculator, bro. <laughs> I think I've seen the one. I think, cause I do the same. I go back on people's channels. I think I've seen it. That's true. Yeah. Do you think, do you think um, personality is important? You know, like on YouTube, because that was my big worry because I'm like a straight faced kind of guy and like people say I got a screw face and that. Yeah, and like yeah. I watch these, I watch these other YouTubers and like they're like bouncing around the room, they're full of yeah. like the proper like outgoing um, extroverts. And I was really worried that I wouldn't be able to carry my channel because I'm not extrovert like that. Do you know what I mean? Bouncing around a room full of personality. I know what you mean. I've, I've thought about that in the past as well because I'm the same. I don't have that like, big bubbly character where I'm bouncing off the room so I don't know I think um I think I'd, I'd rather just just be how I am than trying to put on a different persona because once people know that you're full of shit and you're acting that's when people aren't going to fuck with you so I think you're best off just just doing what you usually do you've built up a good following anyway so something must be working and I think people yeah, like- you're going to attract like a certain kind of crowd like some people might like them people that are like you said, just bouncing off the walls. But then other people might think, you know what, that's a bit cheesy. I'd rather just hear someone on a, like talk to me on a level, like how I'd speak to my boys. So that's how I saw it. I well, thought I'd, I'd, I didn't like watching cheesy people on YouTube. I thought if I can relate to someone a bit more, then I can watch them more. Yeah, do you know what it is as well? Like if it's not real, if that's just a persona, there's only so long you can keep that up. And once it's gone, you might lose your following and also people think something's up they'll be like well yeah. what's happened to this guy do you know what i mean what's is he going through something what's going on <laughs> exactly you, you can't you can't keep up any you just honestly can't keep up no nah. but i think it's more about confidence as well like i'm quite confident in what i do now yeah where i can start putting my personality across now do you know what i mean but like I'd, i've started to, like i put like little memes and that in my videos now like where i didn't used to feel comfortable doing that yeah because like, it's just a joke in it like it's just to me it's like it's just fun, and I don't want it to be too serious. I don't want people to think I'm like, you know, I'm a teacher and this is school and do this and press this key here. Do you know what I mean? I want it to be fun. Yeah, yeah definitely. Because people come to YouTube for, for that experience, don't they? Like they want to learn yeah. something, but if you can make it a bit fun at the same time and not so strict, like you said, then then that's a bonus. I think I'm definitely yeah. still trying to like bigger things out because I haven't been posting for that long. I've only had the channel for like eight months, maybe not even a year. So even when like, I was like, I still feel awkward sometimes when I'm doing them. So I'm still trying to figure things out and like how to put my personality into it a little bit. But I think it's one of them things. It just comes with time, doesn't it? Like the more content that you put out, the more relaxed you're going to be about it. And the more you get used to it, I suppose. Yeah, it's about just being really comfortable, I think. And then the more comfortable you get, and it's just normal then. And it like when I started, I couldn't get used to looking into the camera lens. Do you know what I mean? I'm just, and I used to try and write down what I was going to say. And it was really (laughs) robotic. And then, but now at least I just freestyle. Like in most of my videos, because of freestyle, what I'm saying, um, it flows. And also I, I say um a lot in my videos, but yeah. I have to cut out in editing because because I'm thinking about on the spot what I'm going to say. Mm. I'm like, um, 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 do you know what I mean? But it flows better that way, I think. Because if you write it all down, it's just really mechanical. 
mechanical and robotic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and people will clock that, definitely. Yeah. You can yeah. have like a list of things you're going to say, like points and stuff. I know a lot of YouTubers do that, but if you go word for word, like I used to, literally word for word, really, it just doesn't, it doesn't look great. It's, it's, it's just not so great you, people will just tell that you're reading off a script then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you can't, you can't bring any personality across because you're not li- literally saying it on the spot. You've pre-said it already. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. How about thumbnails as well? Um, do you oh, think yeah, yeah. thumbnails have been a, a key to growing on YouTube for you? Bro. You made you make the sickest thumbnails, bro. Like, it's so weird that you I say reckon, that because I, I think mine are dead. <laughs> like when nah, I see other bro. people's are like, even when I look at yours, I'm like, that looks sick. Nah. As soon as soon as I think I don't know, you've not always done them thumbnails, on it. I feel as soon as you switch to your thumbnails, you start to pop off, bro. And now you do the same similar ones every single time. People yeah. clock that it's you by your thumbnail, but that like the text is different or the background's different, but they know it's you in it. Do you know what I mean? From a first glimpse. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think at the start I was trying like a few different ones and then because I, cause I listen to like a lot of podcasts as well and I, I want to hear what other YouTubers say and a lot of people have said like your thumbnails need to be consistent because people like when your video is recommended, they need to see it and be like, oh, I know that's Jay Cactus. So they click on it. So that's why I started using like the, the same kind of thing where it's just like an image at the side blended in with FL and then like the, the text on top. I just wanted people to clock it and be like, yeah, I know whose video that is. Yeah, I only started, that was another thing I didn't want to do for a long time. Like, mm. I think it might have been a confidence thing is like put my face in the thumbnails. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be a, that cheesy guy in it. Like, you know, that, that shocked face that everyone does and like hands on air, like, oh, yeah, fire, yeah. oh, it's going off kind of thing. But in my mind, like, it's going to attract people in it. I'm in a game where you need to grab people's attention straight away. And it's not really sudden out. It's just, it's grabbing people's attention in that first yeah. instance. And then you can show your real self and your personality once they click on the video. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a psychological thing, isn't it? I think um, like any emotion that you show in a video is more likely to attract people. So like, like you said, yeah. with a shocked face or just something where you're showing a bit of emotion, maybe like looking at the screen, then and like I, arrows. I know arrows can be a gem as well for like, yeah, kind of like yeah, an arrow yeah. pointing at something. Yeah, like I, I look at other thumbnails and I just replicate them or try and put my own twist on them. Yeah. Like, do you, I think you use that circle thing now with the arrow and you put like a little circle of... Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and an arrow next to it. Like, like, eight, a, like three eight 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 or like eight weight slides and yeah, then like yeah. arrow pointing or something. And Ed, Ed does that as well. Ed Talini. Am I saying oh, his name wrong? I think Talini. it's Tal- Talanti. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, he does that as well. He makes he probably makes one of the best thumbnails I've seen. It's so The quality is so like... Yeah. HD looks yeah, his videos look sick. He's got them yeah. like, the pink and blue lights, is it in the background? Like it just looks real yeah, crispy yeah. and like nice bit of saturation and everything. I don't know how he does yeah, it, but yeah. it looked clean. And that's you know, prod by Jack. He's got some sick thumbnails. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen him as well. Mm. But Ocean has had like the same five thumbnails for like three years, bro. And he's yeah. killing it. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about it on one podcast. He was saying he was trialing different thumbnails and then eventually when he swapped to like his face and the arrow pointer that was at the screen that changed everything then. Yeah. So it's maybe that's it. the thing. Yeah. I don't really put my face in thumbnails. I've done it a bit recently, but before yeah. it was mainly like, say if I was doing like a heady one type beat, I put a picture of heady one there. But then I also yeah, thought, yeah. can you get copyright strikes for that? Because it's not your image. So I was kind of shook about yeah. that. It's magic. I did a pack, um, well, someone else's pack, but I was showcasing mm. it. And literally we got, we both got contacted by, um, do you know Martin Garrix? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Martin Garrix, he's, he's like an EDM producer in it. And um, basically, his management com- um, contacted us saying, listen, you're going to have to take that image down from your yeah. video. 
because it's too similar to our logo. What? So yeah, that was the only, that was the only like weird time I've had with an image. But other than that, nothing to do with images. Just yeah. um, copyright strikes for like music and stuff in it. Yeah. You had any copyright strikes? You wouldn't end it. You don't put nothing in your in your tunes in it. Do, do you know what the the funniest one is? Yeah. So one time, uh, I could I don't use loops like loads, but I used this loop from Splice once. Yeah, and I did <laughs> I did a tutorial with it. And basically, like, I made a beat in the tutorial using this loop, and I didn't really fuck with the loop. I just kind of left it as it was. And then the beat that I made, I put it out as a free-for-profit beat. So someone had downloaded the beat and used it. It was like a German drill rapper or something. And um, I had this notification on my tutorial channel saying that I've got, like, a copyright claim. And then I looked on it, and then it, I saw what, um, what loop it was, and I was like, oh, fuck, that's that loop splice. That, that splice loop, sorry. And then I thought, oh, maybe someone else, like, because there's content ideas in there, you know, if someone like puts a beat and distributes it through like, um, uh, like Spotify and Apple Music yeah, yeah. and they, stuff. They, they look for YouTube to see who else has used it and then. Yeah. So I, I thought it was that, right? So I thought they'd clocked the loop and someone else had made the track because I didn't click on to see like exactly what song it was. I didn't even know you could do it. And then it got me kind of shook. So it just said I needed to take this clip out of the video. It was one of my earlier videos anyway, so I was like, I'll just delete the clip. And then I thought, wait a minute, like, why do I even need to delete it? Because it's a royalty-free loop. And then when I looked into it, what had happened was this guy had downloaded my beat. And because it was a free-for-profit one, he was just able to use it. And he uploaded it to like Apple Music and Spotify. But then it, it triggered my tutorial channel. So it, bas- it was basically a copyright claim on my own beat, but oh, yeah. because someone else had used it. So I was like, well, I, like, I'd already deleted like, the clip from the video and everything. But you, you know, imagine my pain, yeah, because I do a lot of sample packs here, yeah, like showcasing like cymatic ones and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But people, yeah, what they do is they download these royalty-free packs, use them for their own music, and then do the ID um, thing that you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so obviously I'm getting... F- flagged left, right, and center that I'm using other people's loops where realistically they've downloaded royalty-free loops and then claimed it for everyone in it, which they shouldn't do. People shouldn't have more about them to know they shouldn't do that, but yeah. it's annoying. I've had loads. I've at least had loads I've had to dispute. Do you just dispute them all and then they, they just get wiped? Yeah, I've got like a I've got like a copy and paste thing I use now because it's mostly cymatics right. that I, I I say that um, this is a part of a royalty-free pack. It's in like the public domain. Um, no one individual can use this pack as their own like kind of thing and um yeah or they get turned over all the time but it's just annoying you know you know you, your heart skips a beat that one when you get that notification you're like crap what's going on here kind of thing yeah i feel like they should fix that but i don't know how they'd distinguish it between that and just people that are actually stealing music i don't know how they'd separate i tried it. to i contacted cymatics and told asked them if they could put sync out to say listen to the people that are downloading could you not do that kind of thing but yeah i don't think they wanted to rock the boat with people in it so yeah yeah that's uh, a tough one, but at least at least they don't go down as proper strikes. They go down as copyright claims, don't yeah. they? And then you can dispute them. So yeah, I've had yeah, some but- of them on my beat channel just from using loops or using samples. But I think they don't like it. Do- it doesn't come up as a copyright strike. I think, like, say if I used a sample, I think now the the money like I don't even monetize on that channel. But if I did, the money would go to the owner of that original sample. I think. Have you had uh, many offers for sponsorships on your tutorial channel? I've had yeah, I've had I've had a few. I get I get like I get a few people like reaching out saying that they've got this VST that they want me to promote and everything. But 
I always said that I didn't want to promote something that I wouldn't use myself. So there's been like a couple where I've been like, yeah, it's all right, but I wouldn't really buy it myself. So I don't really want to go and tell everyone to buy it. So it was one of them. Yeah, if you're not buying it. The yeah, most yeah, recent one I did was with that MIDI microphone. And I kind of liked the concept because yeah, yeah. there's been times where I've been like trying to think of a, where I've thought of a melody and it might take me a minute to like play it on the keys. And then that just kind of simplified it. So something like that then, yeah. But I haven't had loads really. The main ones that I do. I've seen, I seen that. I've seen, seen your sponsorship. I was like, yo, he's gone. Yes, man. He's gone. It's mainstream now, man. Unsubscribe. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. That It was a good video though. I, I like that um, that microphone to be fair. I've seen, um, I think it was Aldre had it as well. Yeah, yeah. He's done one and Lario did one as well. Chucky Beats has done one as well. Yeah, yeah. Lario's cool. Chucky Beats. I watched one of his videos for time, bro. Have I just seen his adverts, man. That one advert in it. He kind of inspired me to get into this stuff because I used to watch his videos because he's quite entertaining to watch. He's got a lot of natural energy, yeah. doesn't he? I used to like watching his videos. Yeah, yeah. He kind of inspired me to start a channel. So shout out to Chucky B. Lario. Lario is really good at that Instagram stuff, yeah. Yeah, he killed it, didn't he? Just putting out like FL tutorials. And they just took off. Do you know, I think that's mad. Like people kill it in different, like on different social medias. Like you can go to someone like Lario or yeah. like maybe it might be on Instagram and they're killing it on Instagram, but then like maybe go to one of the other socials and they're not doing that as well as they are in the other one. And it's yeah. really hard. I feel like it's really hard maybe to distribute a following over all of them. Do you know what I mean? Like I've been onto someone's TikTok where they've got mm. over a million followers on TikTok. I go to their Instagram page, they've got like 5K followers. Yeah. Like it must be hard, isn't it, to cross platform like that? Because it's so much to manage, isn't it? And I feel like, I don't know, you might as well just, I feel like you might be better off just putting most of your energy into the platform that's working for you. But then at the same time, if that one platform dies off, then you haven't got mm. anywhere else. So why do you think it's hard to cross platform? And you think it's just people who are watching just literally can't not be bothered to go onto your other stuff and like and, and all that kind of stuff, follow? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't really know. Maybe like the audience that we've got on YouTube, maybe they mainly come to YouTube for content. Maybe they don't dive into like TikTok as much. So it's a tricky mm. one. It's just, you yeah. used to talk. I, I got it like a while ago. I think when, when lockdown first started, I downloaded it then. That was when I was just trialing different things. Like I was doing like a few maybe remixes on there or what was it? just like mini tutorials. Like this is how you make a drill beat. It was just like a 15 minute, sorry, 15 second clip where I'd be like, this is the drums, this is the hats, this is the melody or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But they weren't really doing that well. I think I did one video where I made like a beat um, from my, the, the noises that my dog makes. I was recording my dog and she, <laughs> she was making some funny noises and I made a full beat out of it. And that one like got a few like thousand views or something. But now I was never really like going hard on it. I think it's hard with TikTok. Like I've tried, I tried with TikTok, but I've pretty much like gave up on it now. Cause yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know what the algorithm is. I try and put hashtags not working. I try to replicate like things that are popular with other musicians don't really work. Yeah. You know what I mean, I think maybe it's maybe a luck of the draw and I just haven't got the time or energy to keep putting it in to try and get lucky. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Like I said, I think like if, if YouTube's working for us, then maybe we should just put most of our time into YouTube and maybe mm. not worry about the others. I don't know if that's the right way to, to think though, because then if YouTube one day dies off, what are we going to do? Yeah. Uh, what about live streaming? Do you do much live streaming? I've thought about it, but I don't feel like I've got the confidence to do live streaming yet. Cause it, what do you mean? How? Because I think when I'm, when I'm making a beat and I'm making these tutorial videos, sometimes I spend like, sometimes I can cook up a beat quick, but sometimes I'm like working on it for two hours and then I've got two hours of footage to go through. 
And then I think if I'm live streaming, like are people gonna think fucking hell is taking like two hours to make a beat. I see Nick Mira cooking like 10 beats up in 10 minutes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I worry about with live streams? Because like I'm not like fluent like on the keyboard or anything. Yeah. Like, like you just said, someone might come and say, bloody hell, it's taking this long just to make a chord. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. The slander is too yeah, much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone at their own pace. And as long as the end product is fire. That's true. Like that should be the, but I, yeah, maybe, maybe not enough confidence at the moment, maybe soon. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's, that's why I've started taking up piano lessons. You know, I used to take them like mm. a couple of years ago when I was working, I thought I wanted to get better on keys. So I started some piano lessons. Um, only just doing like one hour a week. And then when I quit my job, I just wanted to cut out all expenses. So I, I, I stopped the lessons. But just recently, I've started taking them up again because I do want to get to a point where, because um, like, I know like a bit of things now. I know how to like build chords and like I understand how scales work, but I can't just like play things fluently, if you know what I mean. So I do want to get to that yeah, stage. Yeah. And then that if I can get to that stage where I can just cook up something like quick, then that'll be a good time to get on Twitch because then it's like you can just make a beat like twice as fast. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same. I know chords. I know what what should go with what. Yeah. But, you know, you see some producer, they turn and just boom, boom, yeah. boom, and it's done straight away. And it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Me, I'm trying to like spread my fingers out. Like, okay, this should go with this, and then this should go with this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's it. I've got one boy. Do you know that? I don't know if you saw my beat contest, but the guy I hosted it with, a guy called Nash. Um, when he comes around, he's sick on keys, and he can play like bass guitar, everything. I like with me, like he'll watch me clicking notes and stuff and it's like painful for him to watch. And then yeah, yeah. he'll like, he'll just think of a melody and then know how to play it instantly. And I'm like, I'm so jealous of people like that. Yeah. I think if you got the piano down, yeah, to a T, you, the rest is a rap, bro. Yeah. Because imagine, yeah, you know, all of that fluently, all you have to do is put different sounds on there. So next thing you know, it's a guitar, you know what I mean? Strings, exactly. it's all just the same keys and chords kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's why I started it really. It's just gonna take some time. Yeah, I seen your guy. I seen that guy. He's on your story. Yeah, playing the um the piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, he's sick. Looks sick. Yeah. So what do you think? What do you feel about loops, bro? So what do you think about loops? Obviously, there's like a debate. Like, should you use always use loops? Should you ever use loops? If you do use loops, should you have to cut them and make them your own, or can you just throw a loop on and a drum pattern? How do you feel? Do you know what? I'm fine with them. When I when I was like getting into production properly a few years ago, I I didn't want to use them only because I, I wanted to know how to make them. Like I felt like if I was just using loops all the time, I wouldn't really build up my own skill set, and I wouldn't be able to make loops. But at the end of the day, like rappers don't give a fuck about how the beat was made. They just want to hear the finished product. So even if someone like took a loop, then took a drum loop, and then took a couple of midis and threw it together, if it sounded sick, then someone's going to get on it. It's only producers that are negative towards them people, and they're like... Yeah, oh, is- that's what I was going to say, bro. Like... I used to be like that all the time. I used to be like, oh, wow, he's just using a loop. Yeah, you know, I used to be quite negative myself. Yeah. But I seen this video where someone says, well, the average listener does not care who used the loop. No. And rappers and singers definitely don't care if you use the loop. If they use it and it sounds fire, then what's the difference kind of thing? Yeah. But then I, I can see it from the producer's point of view where it seems like cheating. It's just cheating. You've not put as much as you could yeah, have put yeah. into it. But it's only producers that give a fuck. So are you going to try to impress other yeah. producers or are you going to try to impress an yeah. artist that wants to get on your beat? That's how I see it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It is a, I don't know, it is a bit of a grey area at the moment because even now, yeah, like I've seen, like, do you watch them genius interviews? I think it's, it's yeah, a genius yeah, yeah. where the breakdown, yeah, genius. breakdown how, to make, how they made the tune. It says, yeah, this is how I made the tune and you see them just drag like bare loops and you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> That's how you made it. Then. 
But if it, if he's it getting worked, paid it worked. as well, isn't it? So mm. yeah. I'll be honest, I don't I don't use many loops right now, but mainly because I do tutorials. So I don't want to be like just dragging in loops in my tutorials. I want to show people how to make melodies and everything. So it wouldn't make sense for me to not have that skill set. So that's the main reason why I wanted to like just improve my knowledge on keys and everything. And obviously because I put out loop packs too. So I can't be dragging other people's loops into my loop packs. That's another thing why I couldn't live stream as well. I've got a daughter in it. So like she'll be running in, Daddy, can you come oh, watch me play Fortnite and all this type of stuff? <laughs> yeah, bear, like carnage and I was worried about this like podcast, bro. Listen, I had a talk with my daughter in the house. Yeah, I was like, yo, listen, I'm gonna do I didn't she does not a podcast, is it? She's only seven. Yeah. Um sorry. And um I'm like, oh, daddy's gonna do an interview now about music, so you can't come running in and shouting stuff. So yeah, I just yeah. give a little talk about <laughs> chilling out in it so yeah live streams are a bit weary because it's that's another thing in it because i got a daughter mm. i don't know i don't want to introduce her into the like the whole world of youtube because you don't know how you're going to take negativity in it you know if negativity comes towards your daughter yeah it's, it's you know what i mean it's a dark place and you don't want to introduce her to that world yeah they can't really understand at that age like if something yeah, negative happened it's a, it's a tough one isn't it well, that must be hard balancing was- balancing everything with having a daughter as well like i couldn't imagine like yeah, doing all sticky, of this bro. and looking after someone. Yeah, it's exhausting. That's what I'm saying. I was saying to my girlfriend yesterday that some people think that like most think I'm more than one guy in it. Like I got a whole yeah. team because yeah. I've got things coming out of my ears. Like I've got like this, this person saying, Oh, when's this video out? When's this sponsored video out? I've got this person saying, Have you sent me that beat yet? Have you sorted them stems out? Can you do this? Can you do that? You know, it's a million things coming out of your ears, and you're like, you do feel like you you could benefit from having more than one of you, but because there is only one of you, you have to manage your time. And I play Definitely. a lot of football as well in it and going out with my mates and that. And I don't really want to like sacrifice that as well, you know, enjoying your actual your actual life. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise you'll just get back to that usual state where you're miserable again. <laughs> like yeah, being yeah, that, exactly, being that exactly. old work. So yeah, it's yeah, good to separate. Yeah. It is good to separate it and have some time. I was gonna cause I like right now I feel like I, I do a lot as well and I don't really like I, I, I fucking rarely go out now. Like I used to go out quite a bit, but I rarely do anything now because I'm so like focused on this. I was going to ask you how you manage yeah. your time. Like, do you have like a certain schedule? Do you wake up and just write a list of things that you need to do and be like, right, I've got three things that I need to do. I, as long as I get them done, I'm cool. And just go through them. Well, it's changed, changed over the year. Like during lockdown, I used to make a video every two days. So mm. I'd get up, I'd make the video, I'd edit the video on the night time. The next day I'd upload the video and then after that I'd get on to making another video because you know lockdown was just like using in the house anyway kind of thing. Yeah. But now I have like a certain things that I want to do every day. And if I don't do them, I kind of like I know I get a bit like grumpy in it. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you want to get things yeah. done. Cause if you don't do them, you feel like you haven't been productive that day and you've wasted a day. Yeah, um, yeah. And then um I've got like a whiteboard here as well behind the camera of my yearly targets. And um, yeah, I've hit most of them apart from one. And, yeah. you know, that it, it's good. To, like I watched um, this motivational thing and it said it's good to write things down because the feeling of ticking them off is yeah. like it inspires you to keep doing it. Do you know what I mean? That's that's true, in fact, because like, like I do write down my goals, but they're usually long-term goals. I need to write down more like achievable goals, if you know what I mean. Just like not like short-term goals. Yeah. Kind of like what you do, like over the next year, you might want to get to like a certain amount of subscribers or put out a certain amount of beats. But if you if you know it's something that you can you can achieve, then once you tick them off, I bet it's a good feeling, isn't it? And that's what's going to lead you to that <laughs> ultimate goal at the end. 
it gives you like a little dopamine effect, like a little yeah. high when you tick them off. I used to do the monthly targets of this many views per month, this many videos per month. And it kind of like, it's like a challenge and it, yeah. really competitive with yourself to do it, to finish it, to get it done. Otherwise you have to stare at that board or that list and think, well, I've just failed this month then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's not good. You don't want that feeling in it. Do you still do that? Do you still have your monthly targets? Nah, not, not anymore really. I should probably do it. It's just laziness to be honest, but yeah. I have like in my, in my head, I have um, an idea of what I want to do per month. Yeah. But I should really, I should probably write them down more. But um, yeah. yeah, I wish I could upload more videos. Like I, I've gone from doing um, one every two days to maybe twice a week to maybe once a week. Yeah. But I feel like the ones that I put out once a week, I can really get down to editing them nicely. Right. You're not in a rush. Whereas, whereas, yeah, like rushed ones, I don't, it, it doesn't, it's not a good feeling, I don't think. It's kind of like a, panic do you know what i mean like a big rush around to get it up and gone and that's when you make mistakes as well you know how many yeah. video t- videos are on my channel yeah where i've made some mad mistakes where <laughs> the background music's music's mad loud or i haven't cut something out or yeah i haven't added something in but nothing for no reason whatsoever yeah I've, I've learned that i always have to like go back and watch the full thing before i upload it because there's been times where i've uploaded it to yeah. youtube and then before it's gone live i've just started to watch it now and then i've clocked something where i've like left a big gap in that I've like meant to cut out and then be like, shit, I need to go back and render it again yeah. and then upload it again. So long. Do you think yeah. does um do you think there's certain days where you can upload to get the most from your subscribers or YouTube in uh, general? I don't know, you know. I haven't thought about it like too much because I just thought as long as I was as long as I have like my schedule and I'm consistent with it and everyone knows when they're dropping and when to expect it, then I then it should be all right. But I don't know because I thought your about, schedule? um just Tuesday and Saturday. Yeah, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I don't even know why it ended up Thursday. like that, because it's it's kind of close together. If anything, I should have maybe yeah. I should spread it out a bit more and maybe have like Tuesdays and Saturdays, and then at least I've got like a day on a weekend. But I think yeah, I'm yeah. so shook of like fucking with my pattern now. I think oh, if I don't, if I like postpone like one video, maybe it's gonna fuck with the algorithm. Or, I don't know if that's all in my head, but everyone everyone went unsubscribe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I miss one video. That's everyone gone. <laughs> Cancelled, bro. Yeah, so I, I I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really tested yeah. it enough to, to work out if any days are better than others. But have you found that? It's all, it's all up in the air. And like I heard that Sundays and Wednesdays were the best days. So that's what yeah. I chose then. But to be honest, it's just all up in the air for me at the moment. Because I used to believe that keywords and descriptions and yeah. titles were key. But now I just see some other producers with some mad titles, like just plain titles with not much detail in there. Yeah. And they just pop off, and it like the videos go mad. Like, and yeah. like, some people don't even don't even use keywords in at all. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing in there, and like the videos go off, and I'm like, everything I know is just a lie, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any like set way. I don't think there's any like set day you should upload, set time because obviously people are all over the world. So, what seven p.m. somewhere yeah. isn't going to be seven p.m. somewhere. What's else? like the craziest country that follow, like people that follow you? Oh man, they come from all over. Do you know what? I have a lot of Indian followers. I think like music yeah, productions yeah. like growing sick over there. Some sick producers as well. When I held that beat contest, there were some Indian producers that sent me some stuff and it was like sick. Mm-hmm. There was one guy, yeah. I think he's from India. I need to double check, but he he sent me a sick beat and I ended up putting it on my beat tape as well. So yeah, I just wasn't expecting it. I didn't know like hip hop scene was like growing over there. Um, I've got loads Africa of Indian as well. ones as well, to be fair. Yeah. yeah, Africa's good as well. Yeah, yeah, Indian ones. It's actually speaking to them, and you think, like, obviously, when you speak to someone, you don't know where they're from, or and then you just like, in my chat on my my premieres, I says, "Oh, where's everyone from?" And you're like, you get a lot of Indian, and you're like, you had no yeah, idea. Yeah. 
It's crazy. It's crazy. Cause he, I can see it from when people download like my free packs when I go on Shopify and I just look down all the countries and I'm like, Oh, this is, this is crazy. It's literally people from all jokes, over the world. Though? Do you ask jokes? These Indian guys, yeah, are more supportive than flipping people in my own city, ain't it? Oh, 100%. hundred percent. yeah. It's always some kid in some, like, random place that will support everything that you do and drop comments everywhere, but the people that you actually know that are close to you, they don't really show mm-hmm. love. It's mad. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I find it weird, but shout out to them Indian people that are showing love. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's all love. Um, but yeah, man, we've been going on for, for a while. We could probably chat all day about music, but we should probably like start to wrap it up. But I'll just ask you, is there anything that you're working on at the moment? Anything, obviously we've got our free kit that's dropping. So for anyone that's listening, then we're dropping when we aiming to drop that, by the way, cause I, I'm putting out next part, weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Next weekend's cool. I've decided to like drop the, I've dropped like a little teaser of the drum kit today and then I'm going to release yeah. the full one on Tuesday. And then, yeah, should we aim to drop ours on like, like yeah next weekend then yeah like i was thinking like you drop your your video on saturday i'll drop my video on sunday innit? yeah yeah let's do that then was there any other yeah. any anything Pretty else that you're working on right now yeah just working on a few things with um this local rapper called leo Cassio. that's that should be quite good yeah he's a really talented guy he does like that um emo trap type of vibe you know like pop, um post melon sorry oh yeah yeah he does that kind of thing but yeah, just YouTube really, like that's my main focus at the moment. I'm trying to get that 50k before Christmas. Yeah. I'm doing a big giveaway, giving out away some MIDI keyboards and that. But what yeah, man. Um, you want like 45 or is it? 44,000. But yeah, going to get that half plaque in it. <laughs> wait for you to get, I feel wait like for we, you I feel, your plaque. <laughs> I feel like you should get a plaque at 50k because that's not you easy, should, man. man. That's hard. Like 50k is a lot of people when you think about it. You should get something from YouTube. Do you get any... Any bonus features from YouTube? I know they, they start to add. I think you've got merch on yours already, don't you? Because they introduce like a merch feature, don't they? At is that, is that the, the music note? Say that again. Ah, um, oh, you're on about the, the, the YouTube the join The join button. Yeah. Oh, no, the merch. That's, that's um, the merch is the through Teesprings. I think anyone can do that, you know. Oh, is it? Yeah, but oh, there's it. this join button that you, get, you can get at 30,000. Basically, people can become channel members. Right. And, and like you can post to them um, specifically to them and give them certain features and things like that. But I don't really do that, to be honest. Yeah. But um, I got this like music note on my name. I think anyone can do that as well. That's quite cool. Music. I wonder. I wonder. Tick. I do, bro. How do you get a tick on YouTube? Is it out hundred k? Yeah, man, hundred k in it. Yeah, it is so weird that having a tick somewhere now just puts so much status on your name. Like if you've got a tick yeah, on Instagram, yeah. people will listen to you. Like if you you could DM anyone with. Like if you had a tick on your Instagram name and then you you DM someone, they're more likely to open it and like work with you. Like say if you messaged a rapper that you want to work with and they saw a blue tick on your name, they'd be like, yo, this guy's someone, let me, let me see what he's got. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's and weird, you pop it? up at the top of the comments as well on all of the comments, all the blue ticks pop up at the top, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that on YouTube as well? I think so, yeah. Like when you scroll down, some people's channels just like loads of ticks, so it's not, can't be a coincidence, can it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's crazy. But it's yeah, just man, this weird status um, thing. I do want that. I do want that hundred k plat though. To be fair, I'm not gonna lie. There's only a certain yeah. things that I want that's like, you know, like um superficial kind of thing like that. But the tick would be nice. The plaque would be nice. You know, just growing up in YouTube, like and seeing all these plaques and that, it's just so nice to have. Yeah. Yeah. I used to. It's like a. It'll be a proud moment as well. Like starting a channel from scratch, building a following yeah. of a hundred thousand people. It'll be a crazy feeling. 
And plus it'll look sick in your videos, you know, when it's just like just behind you on yeah. the wall. Yeah. Don't you I, get a if you get yours before me though, if you get yours before me, you're gonna have to share it, you know. Like you can have it on week you have it on weekends, isn't it? All right, we could do that. There's no chance that's after you, right? You'll um you'll you'll be there soon, bro. You're on you're almost halfway there. Yeah, man. I'm gonna get that half plat behind me. <laughs> I'll send you a little print out. I don't make promises, bro. <laughs> I'll sign it, everything. <laughs> I, I want to hold you to that, you know. <laughs> All right, bro. Well, yo, I'm going to, I'll end the podcast now, isn't it? But I appreciate you having, um, I appreciate you coming on the show. Hopefully people start tuning into this and yeah, just let people know where they can find you as well. Is it just Dicks and Beats on everything? Yeah, man. Forward slash Dicks and Beats on everything. Um, literally everything. And um, yeah, man, big up. Jay Cactus, man, you're fucking killing it, bro. Absolutely <laughs> yeah, respect, bro. smashing it. Respect, bro. Well, yo, well, everyone, we've got the, the podcast, free... man. Yeah, we've got the free kit dropping soon, everyone. So stay tuned for that. I'll see you next time.